Let me talk to you. You know who you're talking to? Yeah, you. Stop I don't know. Load the spaceship with the rocket fuel. Suffering succotash. Will you stop? 180 degrees. And the tears aren't too tight too, Billy. I almost fell to my knees and just started throwing up right there. Praise be to Allah. Hello and welcome into the brand new show, Tooth and Nail. We got Andretti, Teddy Mongoose. It's a brand new show that we're going to be doing here on the Podski Network. And this is just to get more content to you. And this is all the uh, great love child that has been birthed by Andretti and Mongoose. A uh, very long time ago, so the band is back together. The three-man booth, tooth and nail, they are back. So uh, this is a brand new format that we want to do. It, it's going to be literally anything. So it, 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 I can even let Andretti step in here too, because I know he's got a lot of ideas, and we're gonna. It's not always going to be the the wrestling on here. It's going to be all kinds of different stuff. So it's going to be outside of the pod ski, and it's going to be whatever. Whatever else we want to cover, so uh, give us a little bit of a, a glimpse into the uh, into the crystal ball here, Andretti. Yeah, I got a lot of ideas. I know not every idea is a good one, so we're going to find out how that comes how that comes across. But you know, we're 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 lucky to have you here today, Baker, because I thought uh, I thought for sure it was going to be me and uh, me and the mongers doing the solo at least uh, at least to get going here while you were uh, in the, uh, working on other projects or whatever. But yeah, man, this is this going to be a lot of fun. We've been. Uh, Mongoose and I have been kind of involved with uh, Tooth and Nail here since uh, at least 2004. We found out, so we went back and read a little bit of the uh, little bit of the uh, uh, chat room slash message board discussions we did, college football wrestling related, uh, almost 20 years ago already today, and we were we were all popping really hard for all that stuff. So we're definitely uh, definitely looking forward to getting this thing going and, and kind of doing some different topics and having people come in and out and, and uh, doing additional shows and, and getting them posted so uh, everybody can check them out. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, before we get into the rest of the show, uh, make sure you're checking out all the other things that we're also doing on the Podski Network here. We did a recorded Hot Shots last night. That episode is going to be coming out this Thursday, June 8th. So make sure you check that out. And um, JC and I, we had our first pay-per-view show. Uh, it was Hell in a Cell. And uh, I thought it turned out really well. I made a really stupid mistake. So you can watch me. Uh, step on sipping my own shit uh, live on the show. So uh, that'll be on YouTube. And that's going to be a show that we're going to be migrating strictly over to YouTube, obviously, because it's all visual. So it's basically a watch along as JC and I play on uh, 2K23. So it's all in my GM and we book our own shows and then we are pinned against each other for ratings and money and roster control. And uh, I'm feeling pretty good about where I'm at right now, but you'll definitely see my huge mistake that I make in the show when you watch it this week. And that is uh, episode five. Uh, we've already done the draft in the uh, four weeks leading up to it. And after this week, we're heading towards extreme rules. So that's definitely something that you should be looking forward to uh, on the YouTube. That's going to be migrating specifically over to there. JC likes to say he's getting demoted to uh Podsky dark elevation. So well, we're uh, not even we're not even allowed to be visual on this show. We're just audio. We're, like you don't want to put us on a screen. Well, yeah, or we're not even on the screen either. It's just like us playing. It's just the game screen. So J um, JC is such a good looking guy that he can he can be the 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 flag bearer of all of this <laughs> visually for the media. 
the biggest beard in the the biggest beard and the only doctor here who, on the um, Who are your champs right now? My champ and my WWE champion. So I'm running SmackDown. JC is running uh, WCW. And I have uh, Shawn Michaels and Dexter Loomis are my tag team champions. Uh, Sami Zayn is my world champion. He just beat Shanky the last show. And uh, Io Sky is my women's world champion. And Bella or Bailey and um, Carmella are my women's tag team champions. And Otis is my intercontinental champion. Nice. Now is this modern? I like, I like Bella. I like I like Bella as the name of that tag team. Yeah, Bailey yeah. and Carmella. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is it? Are you talking? <laughs> are you talking current day Sean and Loomis are the tag team champs? No, this is DX Sean and Dexter Loomis. Okay. Okay. It's fantastic. Dude, I, I would I, I would take I would take cross eyed bald Sean. <laughs> that can still do an incredible amount of stretching <laughs> and, and morning yoga with Dexter Loomis any day. Uh, really quick, off the top of your head, guys, since you said that, John, never seen this fellow, but best-spirited doctor who you got because I'm pushing my chips all in with Steve Williams. Ooh. Oh, man, bearded doctor. Uh, I got – Do uh, I have the winning hand? Do I have the winning hand if I got Steve Williams? House? Dr. House? Uh, it's the only one I can think of off the top of my head. Maybe. Um, we're both pillheads? What about <laughs> um, McSteamy uh, off of Grey's Anatomy? Or McDreamy? I can't think of what his name is. He's, I think he, that, well, well, they called him McDreamy. I don't, I don't know what his, what his gimmick name was on the show. Yeah. He was famous for being McDreamy. Yeah, him. I don't know, dude. I don't even know if that's the right name. I mean, we Sounds don't know right to me. What, we don't know what uh uh I'll get did did David Schultz Dr. David Schultz ever have a beard? Did he have a beard? I think so. Uh, I think it was, was it, too blonde for it to like really be noticeable. Or I go with uh we don't know what Dr. Feelgood looked like from Motley Crue. So maybe I'll go with we'll say if Dr. <laughs> Feelgood had a had a sweet beard. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be that'd be in on that though either either sweet beard or so so androgynous like you know what i mean like just beautiful hair dangly earring leather pants it is one of the two there is no in the middle dr feelgood does not shop at target you know what i'm saying dr oh, yeah. feelgood dr feelgood either uh goes straight to wilson's leather uh or he um you know shops Shop at uh harley the, davidson yeah. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Route, Route 21 or something like that. Uh, really quick, I need to say Route this because 21. this is episode. Yeah, Route that's what 21. I said. That's how, well, dude, that's, that's a girl store, right? It's it's both. Man, I have no idea, man. It's both. I've been uh, no, in there. I, uh, okay. I was going to say, I can absolutely see like... Uh, I, I haven't bought know. anything in there, but I, I mean, my wife has. I think you, you might have. They sometimes yeah, have, the, they have these weird NBA mashup like shorts that they got in there that I've seen before. Never, well, never. It makes it even better that I said Route 21 because obviously I have no idea what they even sell there. I, I it could never pull the trigger on them, but is that really quick? I need to say um, that I, that I'm I'm honored to be here on the uh, on the the kickoff show here. Um, if we're looking at the meaning of the number one, oh, yeah. obviously one is gonna one's gonna signify oneself. Okay, so one is uh, is going to signify self, but it also could mean um, independence or a new beginning, uh, you know, a new start. 
And while this is not going to be a new start being that, you know, it'll be a bunch of, you know, common faces, voices, whatever you'd like to say, um, I'm excited to to take uh, the first step on this new journey here uh, with you two dirtbags. Uh, now, I do want to say a couple of awesome ones. Just did a, did a little bit of a thinking here while the intro was going on. Um, the Jet Li movie from like 2005, fantastic, called The One. If you've never seen it, check it out. Uh, Gary Anderson will always get a shout out uh, from me on uh, anything that relates to the number one. Uh, the Air Jordan one is an all-time classic model. And then my other one, uh, the Creed song. One, oh, one, the only way is one. Fantastic, dude. Well, it's you also, it's it? also the, uh, the Metallica song, uh, one. Oh, oh I can't oh, remember I, anything. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Take my phone. Take my phone. I cannot live. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Speaking of listening to uh, speed metal really loud in the car, today I made the mistake of going to Taco Bell in the morning to try their breakfast, which I've never done, and that was an enormous mistake. I heard it's not great. Dude, the Crunchwrap is okay. I will never go back there again, dude. I had to wait 13 (laughs) minutes. I had to wait 13 minutes for a hash brown, and I had to have a homeless woman uh, beat on my freaking driver's side window and tell me, I heard what you said in there. Which I went in through the drive-through, so I didn't go in. She was talking to the wrong person. Oh my god! And then she wandered off into the bushes. So that was that was a, a really good experience. <laughs> Never again. Never again. What is it, dude? She went straight back to her land of enchantment. You dude, know what I'm saying? Like, me, like that was the doors to Narnia. Yeah, it yep, cost yep. me seven fifty. It cost me seven fifty to get a crunch wrap and a hash brown. I could have just got two sausage egg muffins and a dollar eight iced coffee. For less money than that, and it would have been way better. So I'm 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 done with Taco Bell breakfast. Never again. Yeah, you're out. Fired. Fired. You're fired. You're fired. Yeah, I got I got I'll I'll give you I'll give you three number ones. We got uh your who used to be the homeboy, now off the list though. Chris Bosch. Chris Bosch. There you go. That's a good number one. Uh, we got Steve Park, which Andretti knows all about from his racing days. Yeah. And I only, care, I only care about what I do with my team. Yeah. Sure you do. That's why you're always in the back of the pack. <laughs> uh, and obviously, since we're sporting the, uh, the Miami here, a little Tua Tagovailoa. Oh, dude, much love to Tua. Much Man, I'm hoping. I'm. I. I. I mean this. I would love to see what what his NFL career can look like, injury free. And the bad thing is, is that he's he's so dinged up already that you assume that it's shortened. I. I don't mean. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not trying to bad juju anybody, but when you have uh, when you've ripped your hip off of the bone, and then mm-hmm. um, you know whenever you've uh, literally gone, um, you know, uh, seizure seizure filled on the on the field from a uh, from a head injury, uh, I hope that he's able to get himself a good decade or so. But yeah, man, I, he's he's one that I loved him in college. And whenever you guys, uh, you know, the Finns, I guess that you haven't been with the front office in a couple of years, John. But uh, you know, whenever whenever y'all drafted him, um, you know, I, I I secretly in my heart, you know, the Finns hold a they hold a, a spot with me where I love to see them either 
fly or burn um, <laughs> just because your reactions to either just really warm my heart. And so um, I'm hoping that there's good fortune ahead for that fella. Well, it, he uh, he gained, I think, 15 pounds of muscle over the offseason. And he looks like way different than what he did last year. Speaking of gaining 15 pounds, uh, Mrs. Mongoose sent me a picture today. Uh, and she was wow, like, this wow, was wow, dude, way to way to bury your wife, dude. Wow. No, dude, I guess I guess I should have given better context to start. Right. Yeah. So she she sent me a picture today that was um in one of those like, uh, you know, the iTunes or uh, I, I, I photo, whatever, throws up the, um you know, this date four years ago or whatever on your on your phone. And she sent me and it was um it was four years ago today. And uh, it was me sitting on the couch wearing a like a acid washed king of the ring 1995 <laughs> shirt with uh, our kitten sitting like on my shoulder oh no it would have been it would have been three years ago not four years ago because it was 2020 so with our kitten sitting on our shoulder brand new purchased kitten um and literally the only thing that i said back to her was covid titties because holy cow your man had a rack that was uh, that, obviously that was fr- that was fresh off of that was fresh off of uh, two months of uh, shutdown, where the oh. only thing that we were able to get was uh, food and white claw, and uh, it was it was showing. Holy cow, man! Yeah, like, I, I I was I was embarrassing to take a look at that. Thank goodness that she was able to, you know, she she laughed at it with me and wasn't like, you know, I know you're just you know you were disgusting or whatever. That was what, what hurt my feelings a little bit, but yeah. brother, brother, yeah. I'm still I'm still on shutdown. <laughs> Hey man, well, hey, COVID, COVID titties. That was that was all that was all I had to say. It, it should have uh, been. I guess it should have been middies. COVID middies. <laughs> Speaking of food and white claw, Andretti, I got. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, and plug what is coming up here within the next. Uh, it'll be oh, yeah. a month from now. Oh yeah, there's a few events that are going to involve both of those things. So uh, the first thing coming up is going to be. Uh, uh maryland championship wrestling live from hollywood maryland with the three-man band in attendance we already got our tickets uh so that's going to be awesome in july i can't wait to see that bushwhacker butch is or is it bushwhacker butch is dead okay (laughs) bushwhacker bushwhacker luke will be there and my 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 nephew action andretti is also uh, announced for that card already so we're looking forward to we're looking forward to that and then after that i'm sure there'll be a lot of food Dude, I, I I literally was thinking about this last night, how excited I am about going down through Baltimore and getting crab cakes and being idiots with oh, the two of you. Dude, it's going to be so much fun. unbelievable. And then um, after that, we've got um, the Laurel Highlands Pizza Wars with me and Dolan are going to come up. We don't know exactly what day that's going to be yet, but that'll definitely be a review show, whether that's going to be um, – I don't know whether you guys are even going to be around to be a part of that or not, but um, to, to do the actual event, you're more than welcome to come. But – um, we'll do that either as a two for now or as, as a standalone, you know, that I'll do just with Dolan and post it. But, um, we got that coming up. We're going to be touring a lot of pizza places all over the Laurel Highlands, you know, central Pennsylvania. We've got a whole list of places we want to hit. We got a, we got rolls. We've got all this stuff laid out already. So we've got, we're, we're going to hit the ground running with that thing. This is the third year we've done the pizza war. So we're looking forward to that. Um, and then after that, um, is, uh, Snyder mania eight cheeseburger picnic and i don't know anybody named snyder so it's going to be interesting to go to that and then to be at a family reunion with people i don't even know but uh we're going to go to that 
gonna be a ton of people at that thing. This is this is the first time we've done one since the pandemic. So there were five of them before that. Um, and then we had we took a three year break as everybody's elderly and we wanted to be safe. Um, so I, I'm under the impression you guys are going to be at that and mm-hmm. then and bring the fam and everything and extended family, whoever you want to bring. And then we'll be uh, we'll be doing a lot of drinking that day and a lot of eating cheeseburgers and, and cookies and everything else. So definitely looking forward to that for sure. So two things I need to interject with really quick. Uh, the only Snyder I know is a um, he is a uh, a, a snow colored uh, head of hair and beard uh, that wields a strong Cambria hammer into the uh into the uh the spike of railroads all up down left and right in uh the great great uh area of the western pennsylvania uh, those railroads were built on the back of one man and uh he lives forever in our hearts the second thing is is that um bushwhacker butch uh died on april 2nd so you guys can go meet luke and i will go to the mausoleum and i will be paying my respects to butch and so we'll call it even then for andretti bringing him name dropping him whenever the poor guy left us uh not only two not not just over two months ago (laughs) hey i got a couple real quick i got a couple number ones here that i wanted to throw in there while i did a little search Uh so um i only got two so number the, the first one i have Warren Moon was number one. You know, I was going to say I, Warren Moon, but I, I did, I, I wanted to get to with some love in there. Dude, we could do, we could do a whole two finale on this about the best, uh, the best uniforms of all time. I personally think the Oilers are the best football uniforms of all time. We can debate about that at another, another time. But Warren Moon, I think, was the last University of Washington Husky to get drafted, right? Ever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah, that sounds about right. Say, say that again. I think Warren Moon was the last University of, of Washington Husky to, to play in the NFL, right? Ah, mm-hmm. no, Miles uh, Miles Gaskin and, uh, for the place for the Dolphins right now. He was drafted. Oh, see, I, I he was I, a Washington been, Husky. They've been so bad for so long. I thought maybe there wasn't anybody that came out of there. To go, uh, there after. was that. There was that quarterback too. He was. He played. I think he went to the. He was drafted by the Titans. I think back in the day. No, Killing the gimmick. Killing the gimmick. Killed the gimmick. Dead. Yep. 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 Killed your gimmick. Gimmick dead. And then the uh, the other I one, got way too literal. It's it's all good. The other one Autism I have is Ozzy uh, Smith. Smith number one. Ozzy Smith is a good number one. So so, Smith, you want to hear? You okay. hear my favorite, my favorite Ozzy Smith story real quick is my mom. You, do it. Yeah, give it to me. Give it to me. For whatever reason, my mom has got a like uh, a metal like a, a metal sign hanging in the den of the house. Okay, and it says something something to the effect of. Um, when there's a cardinal in your yard, it's a blessing from God or something like that, right? Yeah, I always say it's loved ones. I took a picture of that sign and photoshopped Ozzy Smith doing a backflip on top of the cardinal. And then I also took a picture of the backyard and did a did a picture of Ozzy Smith doing a backflip in the yard. Okay. And I showed it to my mom and she just she just wouldn't even wouldn't even put me over, dude. Well, she was like, which what is, is this? I don't understand what this is. I go, he's a cardinal. He's doing a backflip in the yard. She's like, so what? This the, the the reason, here's where you went wrong, is what you should have done was go stayed in business for yourself and then got that printed onto a card and gave that to her for Mother's Day valentine's day you know one of the one of the, one of the one of these things where where you're giving you're giving your mom some love uh and just say mom you know i just wanted you to know that i that you know this the greatest shortstop uh from you know this era to this era made me think of you and so thank you 
for for uh, imparting that knowledge onto me as a young boy. So that every time I saw this feat of acrobatic uh, prowess, uh, that I thought of you. That's so great. That is that is a wonderful idea. Here's and here was what I was just thinking was um I like Mandela affected or something. I thought Ozzy Smith was number two. I mean, they got him number one on this list. Mm, I don't know. I, I I could like if if, if you you said yo. We're, we're throwing down bets. Pick Ozzy Smith's number. I'd have been all in with number two. Let's let's check this out here. Let's see what's going on here. I it is number them. one. Number yeah, one on number this one. one. Number maybe one on that one. Number two later on or something. I don't know. Or maybe I just was existing in a make-believe timeline. Or are you thinking about the other shortstop, Derek Jeter? Well, I do know Derek Jeter. I know Jer- I know Jeter well because uh, – I quit on the Pirates in uh, 1996 when they quit on me. And so the Yankees were my favorite team for about a decade afterwards. So I'm very familiar with uh, Jeter. I think they might have quit on you a lot earlier than that. (laughs) I stuck with, I stuck with them. I stuck with them until 96. And um, it was the 97, excuse me. 97 was the year that they were uh, really, really, um, they were deep and tangled into the division uh, race that year with the Houston Astros. Um, and that was, I'm, I'm not even kidding me. And I probably watched 150 pirates games that year. Uh, they didn't even finish 500, but they were in the, the division race for the entire season. And, um, you know, I was at an age where, uh, me and me and my, the old man were, you know, he wasn't doing anything at night. I was there. And so every single night in the summer, dude, I would come in by seven 30 so that I could sit and watch the pirates play. Uh, that was the year that Ricardo Rincon and Francisco Cordova split the no hitter. Um, so there's a couple of things uh, that are near and dear to me with that Buccos team that stick out. And then um, because they got so close to a division championship, again, even though they didn't even finish 500, they were in it the whole year, fell apart at the end. And then they sold the team for parts again. And I said, you know what? Then I'm going to root for the team that buys all the parts that you sell. So I was a huge Yankees fan for the next 10 years or so. Uh, my allegiance my. is for sale ladies and gentlemen all you got all, all you got to do is <laughs> like that everybody's got a price i ain't scared to say it I, i've been was I've that been a good dbossy or what was that good enough i hope well, that the, the microphone the, caught the that. audio the audio cut out on you while you're ah, doing all right we'll try it one more time i'm gonna try it one more time we'll try one more time that was there good you go. that was it if I go any louder, I'll get yelled at from Mrs. Mongoose upstairs. She'll start hitting a broomstick on the floor. <laughs> oh my God. So what what else is what else has been going on? Yesterday I drilled and, and assembled about a hundred pieces of cabinet hardware in the house. And I want to shoot myself in the face. Wow. That sucks. I can't even think about changing any apparatus on any type of cabinetry in my house. Things are going. Things are moving forward. I, I, I give anything a shot. I just, I just, what the thing that stinks is that I'll take a shot at anything, and then I've made enough things worse that I always call for advice first. Yeah, you know I mean, or we got that new roof, and it was leaking, and then they came back out and checked it out. So we need some damn rain so that I can get full confirmation of whether or not that thing's still leaking, which I'll probably know this weekend. Yeah. But yeah. We got to get uh, we got to get roofers out there too, and it's been it's been just mental exhaustion over everything <laughs> everything regarding this this move. 
into this new house, man. Just like having contractors there every day, running back and forth from here to there is about 30 minutes each way. And it's just been, I'm freaking exhausted at this point, but it, we're moving, we're moving in on Saturday. So hopefully things are, uh, things are going to start easing up after that, but I, I'm looking, definitely looking forward to getting this over with and getting out there. Yeah. Like I remember whenever Allison and I moved into our house, we moved in, in 17. It was like the July 4th weekend of 2017. And it was like so freaking hot outside literally moved um because we bought my brother-in-law's house so they bought a house and then their sale was of our house was contingent on their sale so like we moved out two we moved two houses in one day it was like me uh fudge father-in-law like dudes in a truck in a trailer just moving two houses in one day it was insanity fudge fudge helped me move into my house I hope which is which is hilarious because yeah which is hilarious because just dude he's you want to talk about a stand-up guy you know your friends if they help you move right like that's that's literally that is literally the test one time one time help you one time dude fudge you you get one you get one you get one shot if fudges help move uh Helped me move once and he's helped Chase move twice. So he's done it three times. I've every time Chase has moved, I've helped him move too. Oh, brutal. It's brutal. Moving is I can't even I don't even want to think about it because I'm gonna have to probably move at least one more time in my life and I don't even want to think about it. Yeah. Well, I you know what? That is a that is an excellent segue. Andretti, do you have a do you have a list for me today? For, uh, speaking of things that things speaking of things that irritate people, yes, I do actually. I uh, so that's what, that's what I'm saying. So, uh, what a segue there, John Bond. Uh-huh. I appreciate you, brother. So, what we wanted to do it's almost like we know what we're doing the top mm-hmm. the top three daily nuisances that you deal with. Now, it can't be it can't be anything big like I don't like you know dealing <laughs> with uh, Trump lovers or whatever. It can't be something like that. It's got to be something that affects you in your day to day life, right? So do you want you want me to go first? Or you want to go? How do you how do you want to do this, Mongoose? You want to trade? Let's trade. I can go. We go. We okay. go around the horn here. Let's go around the horn. You go. You, you, go, you go first, and and I'll go. John, can you think of three off the fly? I got. I got three already. Is, okay, I was gonna say because I didn't know if you got smartened up or not. Yeah, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give two because I got one that's a multiple an honorable mention. Okay. Okay. okay, yeah. okay. So you oh. go, So we'll go. We'll go Andretti, Baker, me, and then we'll just go around the horn that way. Okay. All right. Uh, so my first just daily nuisance is the fact that I have the bladder the size of a small child and I piss every 30 minutes. It is such a nuisance. Just up and down all day long, dude. It it is it oh it's so it's so annoying. Like literally, if you have to go, like if if I'm going anywhere for work, I have to make sure that if I drink my coffee or while we're in transit to like a conference or something like that, we got to find a pisser before we get to the building or wherever we're going. Dude, it's the worst. Well, the good the good news for you, Baker, on that is that it doesn't get any better. It actually gets worse <laughs> as you get older. So it's gonna be better. fifteen minutes in like ten years. <laughs> you better lock in. You better lock yeah, in for yeah, that. Just 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 wait till that prostate starts swelling, brother. <laughs> <laughs> this prostate right here is just beginning to swell <laughs> and when it gets big enough brother <laughs> the rugged mule <laughs> turned into a size of a honeydew okay so i got i got two that the reason why i have an honorable mention is because 
two of them are related to one one thing I have to deal with almost every day. Okay, so the first one is um, when the gas handle, the gas pump handle, won't stay in the car. <laughs> like you, that like drives me out of stay, my wait. Mind. Like like so, you mean like it won't stay clicked? Like it won't in, stay like, clicked. The it won't stay clicked. Yeah, it won't stay clicked. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's that's frustrating as all that, hell. And, and I because I always try to clean my car out and do the windshield and all that kind of stuff and the whole gimmick when I'm doing when I'm at the at the gas station, right? And when that thing, I just keep hearing that thing click from a, from the other side of the car. It drives me out of my freaking mind. So that one, that I got that one, and then also also gas station related. Um, when you got to go inside to get a receipt, brother, I ain't going in there to get a receipt. I'm not going in. I don't need it that bad. <laughs> Speaking of gas stations, too, on our way to WrestleMania night one, uh, and this reverts right back to my nuisance. I had to piss so bad, and we were in a really bad area, and I almost pissed myself, and I filled up two bottles two water bottles in the back of Andretti's car on the way to WrestleMania night one. Yeah, he did. That was, that's a shoot. <sighs> At least it's sterile. So well, in case you guys got in a bad way, you'd have been all right to recycle it. I don't even, I don't even know what we did with it. I, it just I threw this, it away. Okay. I threw it right in the trash can. Yeah, there's no way I was It wasn't like car. rolling under my seat for the last <laughs> month and a half. Just oh say, maybe, hopefully, hopefully you gave it to the needy. <laughs> God. I, didn't mean, I didn't mean that the way that <laughs> we're not we're not doing I'm, we're not doing well here yeah 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 <laughs> tooth uh, and nail baby tooth and nail and okay so my uh my first my first one that i have is uh people that are uh genetically programmed to have to back into spots <laughs> I have a serious issue when everybody's pulling in somewhere and I'm waiting to pull into a spot and I got to wait for homeboy that has his turn signal on and the, re and the reverse lights kick on like Bretta, I, I see red, man. I see red. I almost just want to pull ahead and just be like, and you know, just, just say test his metal and play a game of chicken and say, so what are you going to do now? You know, do you, do you want to deal with this fault? You backing into me or like, what's it going to be? Because like, like, here's the thing, dude, I understand the convenience of backing into places. We get to pull out. I, I totally get it. But when you're in a place or a space where everybody's pulling in and then you got to be the one person that needs to back into your space, something went wrong somewhere, dude, you didn't get enough hugs or you got, you got reinforcement in the wrong ways. So that's, <laughs> that's my, my big one. Oh my. That's excellent. That is excellent. My my uh number two nuisance is Interstate 81. Traveling <laughs> on Interstate 81 every single day. It is the worst experience that I have in my day. It starts on Interstate 81 and it ends on Interstate 81. It is the worst. And if you travel up and down these roads making towns in South John, Central John Pennsylvania. Happy life, by the way. John John's a very happy person. The worst thing in his day is the way this day starts and ends. God bless you, Allison. God bless you. Somebody, somebody send them crystals. Somebody send them flowers. Somebody send them a, a puppy. Holy Dude, cow. It's, it's so bad. People are just idiots on there. Dude, I idiots. drove I drove 18 wheelers on that road and it's not it's not any good. 20 years later, it's even worse. Ah, so bad. People are just idiots. They just don't know how to drive. And 
I mean, it's not bad every single day, but most days it's it's the worst. Driving one, it's not bad, but I get good pod time. So that's about the only redeeming quality that it has. I get good pod the good, the good time. thing about heading down through South Central PA, uh, down 81, though, is you know you can stop at that Roy Rogers in Hagerstown. Right. When you pass all the warehouses. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the that I've never I've literally I literally worked at that beside that Roy Rogers like right down the street from that Roy Rogers for like five years and I never went to it one time. Well, if you if you and L.A. Knight cared about Hager Sound as much as you say you did, then you would go in there and have a have a burger. I, well, I don't, so that's. <laughs> Dude, I was I was just gonna say I'd rather eat bugs and earthworms than eat Roy Rogers, man. Burgers are like, good. I, I don't I don't understand how they're still in business. I I see Roy Rogers up, down, left, and right all over the mid state turnpikes. You uh-huh. know anywhere that there's like it's major terrifying. commerce, there's a, dude. There's a Roy Rogers, and I first off I never see anybody eating there, so I feel like it's almost like a it's almost like a money laundering gig, like a like a mattress warehouse. Yeah, like nobody goes and buys mattresses. How there's so many mattress places all over the place? Uh-huh. It's straight money laundering. I feel yeah. like Roy Rogers in that same umbrella, man. That there's so, there that, that we're we're literally just laundering like uh you know CIA cocaine money or something like that through Roy Rogers. I Man. did eat I did eat at one in Frederick before when I went there for a conference one time and it was okay. It wasn't it was it was all right. But the ones that are on the turnpike, they're iffy and they're never no. open anymore since COVID. No. And so like if you're coming no, home on the turnpike and you want to get don't some you want to get some food, they're they're you're not getting any food. You're gonna have to eat like uh, a bag of chips or some corn nuts, which I'll they're, put over corn never, nuts while we're here too. But they're never open, but yet they gross uh, $700,000 a spot or whatever, because uh, it's all dirty yeah. money being sent through the Roy Rogers. Greasy money. So my, uh, my number two um, is, is when you pour a drink, okay. Uh-huh. And you turn around for one second and then you go back to your drink and there's a bug in it. It's a summer problem. Uh-oh. That help that happens to me a lot more frequently than what it should. Oh well, I think that that has a lot more to say about you being like uh, a <laughs> bloodline or something like that, man. Where 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 the where the bugs come to spawn, man. Ooh, ooh. I don't even have a I don't even have a snappy comeback for that one. Oh, I thought man. I might have had something for you, but I, I ain't got nothing to give you on that one. Yeah, that is that is the I, I I'll give that to you, Andretti, though. That's a rotten one. Because you don't know, should I keep drinking? Should I it, you know, it's one of those deals where if it's just you, you throw it out and you keep going. But if anybody sees it, then you feel obliged to throw your drink out. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like it's like whenever I, you're at home and you, and you drop your unfortunately, I do know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So so like it's like whenever you're at home and you you drop your fork on the floor. And like yeah. you pick it up and it's like, no, no, you know, whatever you do that in the cafeteria or whatever. And like, you got to throw your fork out and get another fork. So the people don't think that you're a, you know, rotten dirt bag. Well, yeah, that I, and like 16,000 other kids are like in a cafeteria and then like they're, they're all stepping in piss and stuff throughout the day. <laughs> Good Lord. I, I was just going straight peer pressure. I didn't even take peer, uh, peace steps into consideration there. Sorry. <laughs> no, speaking, it's okay. Speaking of the, speaking of the turnpike uh, food court. Right, 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 right. Yep, urine, urine giblets all over the floor. Yeah. All right. Oh, man. So uh, so then my, my second one here, 
huge problem, dude. If I wave to you, wave back. <laughs> wave, wave back. I'm like, a notorious non-waver backer. But then you are the scum of the earth, man. No, you are see, the bug. You're the I bug have... that fa- that flies into Andretti's drink. Uh, Listen, John. I, I uh, do you know why I'm waving? Do you know why I'm waving? Because it's a nice day and I'm right. saying hello. Because you're in my neighborhood and driving by and I say hi. Because I let you go and I, and I'm acknowledging, yes. hey, you know. So if, if you don't wave back, then you need to think about what your morals and values are because so, there's something's wrong. Uh, okay. I have a caveat to that. So sometimes, so in, in all of the situations that you just mentioned, you're absolutely getting a wave back from me. The only time you're not getting a wave back is like when I go. So like most times I'll do, I'll like stop into the store in the mornings and I get blinders. I get my blinders on and I'm stepping in the zone here. And I, that's my, I get like, tunnel vision and when i get tunnel vision all bets are off of what's going to happen like it's almost where like i'm i'm literally like living in a tunnel and like that's all i see and that's all i do i i'm really bad at that and uh i did that to allison (laughs) before uh this was before we were even dating or married we she saw me on campus and she waved and said hi and i just boom right past her stonewalled her well if you don't see then, then it's okay. It, it, like but, if you don't see, then there's nothing you can do about it. If you see and you don't do anything, that's a problem. Here's my other thing yeah. too, dude. Many dozens, hundreds, maybe thousands of times in my life, I have given a big wave and a go oh, to somebody that didn't even say hi because I'm a good person, right? Uh, yes, because yes. if I feel like it's coming to me, then it's coming back to you. So I that again, if you don't see it, I get it, but dude, wave back. That's, that's all you got to do. Wave back. People in Jeeps wave to each other for God's sakes. Wave to it's me for driving through the neighborhood. That's all well, I'm asking. See, we wouldn't understand that because it's a, it's only a Jeep thing. But yeah. the the one thing there there's a guy. So I pass a school right before I turn into my work every day, and there's a guy that stands out there every single day. His arm is at a 90 degree angle like this every single day. And his hand goes up every time a car goes by hand goes up and he gets, he gets the two fingers off the steering wheel every day. Much respect to that man, dude. Every, when me, Mrs. And baby mongoose take walks around the neighborhood, every car that drives past, not only gets away, they get the hand up in the air. Five. I I show them the five horsemen as they walk past. You know what I'm saying? And, like the and, big, like uh, the big giant, like the big giant closes. Yeah, li- literally. Except instead of it being inverted like a choke slam, uh-huh. they get it open and inviting, and and it goes straight up in, in the sky. And, open and the reason why, choke slam. Yeah, bruh, brother, the reason why is is that we're all neighbors here, and if you're not a neighbor, I want you to feel like you could be. Do you know what I'm saying? So then someday, if you if you happen to be nefarious in or around my property, I want you to think, oh man, that guy waved to me. I better not. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's it's it's, it's 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 a day-to-day, it's a day-to-day decent human being community building thing, man. That is absolutely it. There's nothing in this world that is worse than whenever you are walking past somebody and you awkwardly think of something else to do rather than acknowledge them. So just wave to them. Absolutely. Simple enough, man. So if you don't wave back. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, 
I I got none. I got no. I got no comeback other than you're probably right. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so my this isn't number one on my list, but it is on my list. And the last thing that I have is that when I open up my coffee pot at work and I forgot to take the grounds out from the day before and I do it every single day and there's literally no, there's, there, there's nothing that I don't even know if there's anything I can do to remember to take the grounds out that I used the previous morning, but they're always there the, the, the following morning. And it, it irritates me to no end, but I do it every single day and I don't know how to stop it, but it's a, it's a nuisance. And it I feel like the me. I feel like the answer the answer to your question is to just empty the grounds whenever you're done pouring your coffee. Correct, but the way my <laughs> right the way my you say is, you say I don't know how to stop it. I feel, <laughs> I, feel, I, feel, I feel like I feel like the answer is you, Neo. I feel, so, you know what I'm saying, like <laughs> right. So it would be a simple answer is that absolutely. So my you know what I just now thought of like how easy it would be to just dump them out, but um. Well, the, we have self healing here on uh, tooth and nail. I, I under share, the podcast so, umbrella episode so one. I get a little self conscious because my coworker that is in my office with me, he hates the smell of coffee. But I, I thought you were going to say he hates people that clean grounds. <laughs> he, he came. He came from a very strong compost family, and so if he ever sees you throwing away grounds, you just see a tear falls from his eye, like that Indian in those, um, like the Indian in those uh, pollution commercials or whatever, whatever they're littering pumpkins and stuff onto the ground yeah no so like pumpkins. i always get a... <laughs> pumpkins i i, I swear it's, everything... trash. it's not a pumpkin oh. well there's another mandela effect for you dude because i just swore in a stack of bibles that they threw a, a pumpkin a pumpkin at his feet <laughs> what it's not a and... pumpkin uh, I gotta go look this up. <laughs> you're just—I think you're just making shit up. <laughs> yeah, he, I could have swore that he got very different. He had a very. Why would they be throwing pumpkins? Why would they be throwing pumpkins at Indians? Could have sworn that he got hit with it with a gourd. <laughs> Why? Because what? Because we stole their land in at the with the Mayflower. Yeah, we stole their land and then we threw a pumpkin at them, which is. You know, sort of analogous to that time. Okay, let me see, let me see what I got here, guys. You keep talking. That that's definitely the definition of bringing. We they brought a pumpkin to a musket fight. Good lord! <laughs> All right, do you have screen share on? Do you have screen share on here, John? I already uh, know what it looks like. It's a bag of trash. It's not a pumpkin. Look, I just want you guys to there take a look. Here we are in a audio medium where we're not able to actually show the audience, but I'm telling you, man. Well, if you're watching on YouTube, we can always insert this in here. Yeah. So like, see right there, like I, I was just, I was just seeing pumpkin, seeing uh, pumpkin to the left, to the okay. left, to the left, everything you own in a box to the left. Right. Yeah. That, that orange figure at his feet. Yes, yeah. I can yeah. 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 Oh, there is a, there is certainly a, a, if I'm going back here really quick, there is a bag of trash looks like a bag that of has that has a pumpkin in it well that guy is a total jerk if you're just going to toss out bags of pumpkin man what is your problem yeah that guy pumpkin. probably didn't even wave either oh uh, oh yeah all right so 
it was trash, but it looked like a pumpkin. So I think we're both right there. Okay, fair enough. Didn't mean to go so hard at you there. No, it's, it's quite all right, man. It's quite all right. We we don't find the truth if we don't question everything. You got to ask the questions. Mm-hmm. Amen. We should get Jesse on Tooth and Nail. Oh, he'll be here. <laughs> he'll be here. That's all I have well, to say about that. He's down the Baja right now. He's not here today. So I got not here today, but he's he's down in the Baja. What you got uh, next here, Andretti? I thought he was up. Or or, uh, you're uh, or Amaya? Who's up? You're up. I'm up. up. Okay. Um, The last one I have, which is the one that drives me the nuts nuts the most, is uh, people piling up the recycling in the recycling bin and not taking the recycling to the recycling canister. Like I don't have a problem here. Like overflow. I don't, have, the, I, I don't no, have that no, no, problem no, no, here. No, no, no. The rule, the rule is if you put something in the can, in the trash can, and it's it keeps the lid from closing, it is your responsibility to take that trash out to the dumpster. That's the rule. Mm. Oh, okay, 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 okay. See, now here's the thing is I do not live in the highbrow metropolis that you do that has a dumpster also <laughs> involved. So many a time... Your man's out here, do you know, clipping some, clip, uh, clipping some branches so they don't hit the shed or whatever. And you know, I got, I got a little bit of trash that, that's going to stick up over the top. And so yeah, maybe as long as long as that's as long as that as long as that lid almost goes like this, then yep. we're good to go. As long where, as that lid from. isn't up at, as long as that lid isn't at a ninety degree angle and it's going down, yep. you're good to go. Yep, yep, yeah. We don't even have a green bin here, dude. I got yeah, I, I got trash I was, and, I, and I got recycling. I'm, I'm talking about in the, in the house. I'm talking about in the house. Oh, like if, you got, if you got separate recycling in your house, my my, forgive me, sir. I I had thought that you meant uh, in the community aspect That's, of things. I, I actually I, now I completely well. understand. Yep, now I completely understand. Yeah, yeah. Forgive me because I I that would that would really drive me nuts because um we do not have an inside recycling thing. So the like the common practice is that we sort of just put recycling like on the side next to the refrigerator. And uh, if I was to walk out and the recycling next to the refrigerator was, you know, just whatever, an incredibly uh, uh, ridiculous amount of things, uh, I would be frustrated that this wasn't taken out to the unit out front. So I totally I'm, I, I concur. I agree. You're good. Actually, uh, you bringing up recycling here is actually a really great segue into your thoughts on the recycled new undisputed championship belt boy everybody well, loved that snoop belt and now we got it full time <laughs> i forgot it was a snoop belt what were you gonna say yeah. in, or what were you gonna say mongoose well i was gonna say that i still have one to go here in our uh in our little gimmick that we were going through i thought um, andre was going last my fault no it's okay it's okay uh what do you got but no it, it it, that was warranted, and that, and that was a that was a uh, an appropriate branch off. But you're, you know what, I, John? Can, while I'm talking, can you pull up a picture of the Snoop Belt, please, so I can take yes. a look at it? Sure, can. Yeah, and uh, so my last one uh, thing that irritates me day to day is absolutely going to be, and this uh, harkens back to what uh, old Jay Bay had said before um, about uh, urinal issues. But mine's a little bit more personal. 
as a person who has suffered from stage fright from about the age of 14 on, don't know how oh, it man. happened, don't know where it came from, but look, man, I got a problem. Same here. If I am in a restroom and there is a urinal open at least two places away from me and you stand right next to me, I wish all of the worst for you over mm-hmm. the next 40 to 50 seconds, however long our uh, interaction is going to last. Who stands right next to somebody? while you're in an open space like that have the potential of you know causing some some urination anxiety and i have all kinds of issues with that dude i totally understand everything you just said there because if anyone's in the vicinity of like standing eat like i can't i can't piss in public places like like if we go to shows stuff like that i go into the stall because i just for some reason i just can't i just can't do it like even if I know that Allison is in the kitchen, like, like right near where the bathroom is, and I know she's standing there, can't go. I gotta have her I, walk away, and I've I have used, no idea where that forever. came from. Yep, I have no yep. idea why, but I'll stand there for twenty years and never piss. Yep, I totally understand. Well, I've used you, stalls forever. I'll tell you why I use the stalls. If I if I have the option to use a stall, I will use a stall. Now, if I have to use a urinal, that's fine. But the reason why I choose the the stall over the urinal is because of Beaver Stadium. It's because oh Beaver did. It's so bad. And them having those those troughs. Those Dude. trough those trough pissers at Beaver Stadium. You know that there's all you know when you go in to take a piss at Beaver Stadium, there's always one dude with his with his dang hanging way out, pants to his kneecaps and he's standing there looking at you right in the eye as soon as you turn the corner to come but, in there. Bake, you might you might be too young to to remember this but uh, but they used to have just just troughs. They, they they, I was separate. there for the troughs. Yeah, there's, oh, oh yeah, that's God. what I'm talking about. So, yeah, the troughs brutal. are terrible. Just brutal. The last yeah, time my... I was there, I haven't been there since. Ooh, I haven't been there since 19, but they still had the troughs in 19. And um, my first uh, my the my first experience with troughs was um, the Civic Arena, and the Civic Arena is. Uh, where I where I first had this sort of you know community experience, not a problem. Um, whenever I was a young and and then once you know once whatever I turned the corner and then I hit that like high school age ish. It was party over, man. And I don't know what it is, what it was. Like I just try I try to breathe deep. I try to stare ahead. Um, but yeah, dude, if you stand right next to me, there's a problem. Yep, it ain't happening. Yep. Yep. And and the only issue is, is that it's just going to take me a really long time to go. Like I'm going to stand here until you're done and then I'm going to go. <laughs> well, then it's even worse because you know, there's people standing behind you that are waiting and you, and yep. they, and then they know, and then you know that you've been standing there for too long yep. and then the it pressure gets on it. you and yep. then you're not going any, at all. There's yep. been so many times where I've just walked in and I've stood there, nothing's happened. And I just walked right back out and got right back in line. But we got, uh, we got some other stuff that, it, um, Andretti wants to talk about here. You got anything else you want to talk about? I just want to say something real quick. Did you guys watch the dark side of the ring from last week? Did anybody catch it? I have no access to it. It's not on YouTube TV. And the only way I can see I it is it. if I get uh yeah, if I if is if I get uh old season. So I haven't seen it. I, I have it. I'll send it to you. Um it's 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 really good. It's really sad. It's definitely worth checking out. You're gonna learn a lot about both of them. Um and it's it's you know. Not a good story, man. It's not a good story, you know. So it, that's that's what it is. So hopefully, I mean, I don't know, man. Tammy's story is really, really crazy, and just the fact that Candido was wrapped up in all of that, you know, and wrapped around her finger for all all those years, man. It's really, uh, it's really sad. Really sad story to tell. 
that's what that's what JC was telling me because he watched it and he said the same thing. And I have it recorded. I just need to watch it. So what was this week's show? Now you know I just was was thinking of that too, and I can't uh, I can't remember what they said because I I listened to um I li- I don't listen to Cornette that much, but I, I did catch the interview he did with um, Evan Husney, the guy that the guy that's one of the uh, producers on the show, mm-hmm. uh, and he um um he had a he had a lot of really good stuff to say. So that 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 interview with him actually was really good to listen to him, and it's it sounds like they've got a pretty good amount of uh, content moving forward. Um, to do more seasons so they sound pretty optimistic about you know even even more stuff but it looks like the um the one for tonight is going to be the magnum ta story that's, that's gonna that's gonna air tonight that i'm actually really interested in and the only reason i'm like super interested in that obviously because it's a huge story in wrestling um is that when during covid tony shivani his podcast what happened when they went back and they did all of 86 and 80 they did 85 and then they started 86 and it basically led up right to when magnum had his accident and they were like doing the weekly shows every single week and you were following along with it it was so good and it was and tony had such good recollection of like just remembering like what he was doing when he found out like how they pivoted it like during the shows and stuff like that and um even though like they're the running gimmick on the show is that tony doesn't remember shit like if you if if that is a series that you're really interested in, I highly recommend like going back to all those WHWs and starting from the beginning and doing the watch alongs with him because they're awesome. And that's something that speaking of watch alongs, like a little shameless plug here for the podski, like that's kind of like stuff that we're gonna be getting into here a little bit too on the pod, is that we're gonna start talking about all kinds of stuff too, like a little more retrospectives instead of everything that we see here every single week, but I wanted to throw that little plug in before we moved on, but yeah, I, I need to watch the Candido stuff because I heard it was really sad. Yeah. And, and the thing with the thing with Magnum too, man, the one, the one for saying, now, I'm sure we'll talk about that episode down the road somewhere, the, the Magnum TA one, but I mean, it, everybody kind of remembers, remembers how big of a deal that was, you know, even as a, even as a young wrestling fan, I remember that being a, a an enormous deal and how, how big they were making him and, pushing him to the moon and he was getting the rub from everybody, man. And all of a sudden that happened and it just changed everything and changed everything in, in, in the world and wrestling other, other than what was happening in WWF. Absolutely. Oh, and that would be, that would, that would uh, be, that would, it would be akin to like John Cena that happened to John Cena in like 2006. Right. Do you know like, like being groomed to be your next guy yeah. and not just next guy, but next baby face guy. You know what I'm saying? Like there was, there were, there were a lot of, and again, I was, you know, during his rise, I was either in the womb or, you know, I was, I was just, uh, you know, eating formula on a, next to a kerosene heater. Um, so yeah, that, that I'm not familiar with. However, uh, everything that I've heard historian wise has been that like he was he was going to be that dude you know what i mean like you had mm-hmm. this was a rick flair heel territory and here was going to be your you know knight in shining armor baby face uh that was going to be his you know essentially sting you know what i mean like right. like to be sting but sting before sting um and so yeah it is it is really wild man and also crazy to think about that if there was a magnum ta is there a sting well yeah true they, yeah, you know, I mean, you know but to to butter to butterfly affect that. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one, mongoose. Sure. 
the only uh the only other thing that I that I wanted to bring up that was kind of funny this week and not not funny for not funny for Sweet Stan Lane because I know he's been kind of you know getting uh people bothering him about this for years but the fact that, that Lauren Bobert's mom was going around telling everybody that Stan Lane was Lauren Bobert's dad and they had to do you- two Two paternity you, tests, dude. Over the course can of you, time, to can prove you drop? Can you drop a "You are not the father" in here right now? Because that <laughs> would be absolutely perfect. You are not. I mean, how embarrassing, dude! How, how how embarrassing is that to be to have people keep saying that about you? It's just crazy. Is it, is it more embarrassing for you to be him and then have your name drug into being the dad of a controversial political figure? Or is it to be the political figure that finds out that Stan Lane's not your dad? And I mean, it was just I, some, some dude bagging groceries and not, I mean, you know. How about the fact that your mom's running around bragging that Stan Lane's your dad? Yeah. yeah. I mean, do you imagine? I mean, like, think about this. Just, just put yourself in her shoes. Like, you're, what, what if your mom was running around telling everybody that, that uh, Jimmy Del Rey was your dad? Everybody in town. Everybody in town thinks Chigolo Jimmy is your father. I mean, I'm sure that probably happened. I was just gonna say. I was just gonna say. <laughs> exactly. Whenever they see the way I move, baby boy, they 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 thought they'd seen those moves before. Something genetic got passed down. But no, I totally understand what you're saying. Like it's, ah, uh, it's just it's weird. It's just weird. I don't think I'd want my mom running around telling stories about how she used to be a rat. Right. You're you you're do- exactly what are you correct. Doing? What are you doing? I'm trying to be yeah. president. What are you doing? <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, that's all I had so on God, that. Yep. God yeah. bless Stan Lane. Happy God exoneration. Happy, happy, happy exoneration for Stan Lane on that one. <laughs> oh my! You're, you not, you're not. To, you're not to blame for Lauren Boebert, Stan Lane. But uh, <laughs> I mean, just, just you know, think about that. Like the fact that people were. People were also really – look, I'm not her fan at all. I'm not a fan of her political stuff at all. But, like, the fact that people were criticizing her for being a conservative that divorced her husband, I mean, dude, at some point, at some point enough was enough. I mean, like, the stuff that guy was doing, he, like, exposed himself to people in the bowling alley. I mean, he, like, he, he drove his truck into someone's yard through their fence. He's swearing to people, swinging guns around. Like, at some point – can we not blame can we not blame the uh the wife for for uh not wanting to stick and stick around and be a part of that anymore for the rest of her life i mean who cares what political party she's she's part of and we know that she's not the daughter of sam lane because if she was she'd have hooked him she'd have made him pay from that stuff right away crazy (laughs) crazy world man Looking for reasons to hate everybody and to hate on everybody, man, and to just criticize people. Even though a lot of stuff they a lot of stuff that she does, she deserves criticism for, man. But like the fact that people attacked her, people on the right were right and the left were attacking her for 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 leaving that dude. I mean, come on, man. What are we doing? Oh my. Uh do we want to get into this? Uh do we want to get into this Dominion card? Warning. The following magic is real. If you even attempt to consider replicating the magifications you are about to see, you will die.
Well, let's talk. Let's talk for uh, about superstar Billy Graham for a couple minutes here, just because it's it's so recent that it happened. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. You know, I wanted to just bring this up. I know we've been kind of trying to find time to bring it up, but like, you know, I, I really had a lot of fun going back the last week or so, um, and, and rewatching a lot of promos that he did. You know, and, and laughing at some of those promos. And there's the one that, that I I cut the clip out of of him. You know, talking about how how he's covered in scorpions, or I mean, I, I mean tarantulas rather. He's got a promo where he's got tarantulas all over his face. And he's talking about how he's he's the toughest guy in the world, and he's ready he's he's ready to get back at it. But I mean, what a what a career that guy really had, man. And it's just I know we kind of talked about this at one point too, just the 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 rift between Vince and his dad, and it 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 really kind of it, it stems from a lot from this, and just not being able to not wanting to run with him as the champion when he was the biggest thing in the world. And then wanting to wanting to still you know run with 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 ethnic characters that are based on you know local 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 regions of the of the country like you know just just taking it from taking it from the from that area into the into the in, into the world where where superstar Billy Graham was was one of a kind man he set the stage for everybody everybody he's the first professional wrestler if you want to think about it like that I mean maybe you know maybe uh, Gorgeous George has got a claim to that too, but you know that that was a lot a lot earlier than Superstar Graham. But I mean, even the stuff that Graham did, where he set up Hogan and set up Muhammad Ali and things like that, that stuff is is fascinating to learn about that. Yeah, and that's a, like when you when you when you brought that in. So if you hear the old Superstar Billy Graham promos and you hear him say things like "fly like a butterfly, sting like a bee," like those things were they weren't copied from Muhammad Ali. It was actually vice versa which is mind blowing. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That like that those things got lifted from a pro wrestler. Um, another thing is, is that not only uh, did he, you know, tee up like the promos of the greatest, you know, drawing boxing card of the, you know, the ninth, uh, 20th century. Um, but, you know, in just hearing and in, in reading some of the historical things with no Billy Graham, we have no real Ric Flair, who was basically like his, you know, Uber driver in and around the territories where he got a chance to, you know, sit and be in the car with him and learn how to promo and learn how to work an audience and learn how to work heel and everything else. Obviously, you have no Hulk Hogan. We have no Governor Jesse Ventura, who, you know, that, that Jesse Ventura LJN might as well be a Billy Graham LJN because it's the same person. And then especially whenever you see Jesse, whenever he's doing those Saturday night main events, things that he's wearing, his hair, everything else, it's, it's all totally ripped from Billy Graham. Um, and so uh, not only that, but uh, WWF superstars, the show was named after him, literally um, WWF started calling the wrestlers superstars specifically because of him, not just oh wrestlers. Uh, and Yeah. And so things get really, really deep here, man. Um, and perhaps, I didn't know all this, by the way, um, listen, you're, you're, man, you're educating the masses right here, babes. You, you come to TNF and, or excuse me to <laughs> TNF. Uh, Thursday night football. You come to <laughs> tooth and nail, baby, and 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 we we are here to educate, man. We're here not only to pontificate but to educate. Uh, but the other crazy thing about that is is that um, he uh, was the complete likeness for the Super Macho Man character in the Punch Out games. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Look at look at the stuff he did. He inspired Steiner for. For 20 years of his career, you know, for Scotty Steiner. Well, well, Scott Steiner 
Buff, uh, like, uh, excuse me, not Buff Bagwell. Um, P- Big Papa Pump is Billy Graham with hair. Oh, my word. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're 100% right. I mean, what it, and it's just it's a it's such a crazy story. His whole career is such a crazy story because the guy leaves, you know, WWF or it might, it might even still been WWF at that point. I don't I can't even remember what the timeline is for that. But, you know, he ends up in like in like NWA as a karate guy. He's in there doing karate matches. And it's it's just it, it was just it's it's just an an insane career. And him, you know, with the with the addiction to the steroids and everything else, man, and it just, you know, destroying his body and everything. And it, I mean, there's that, there's always been that crazy story that he used to tell people about how he was so addicted to steroids. Like he he would lay in bed and he could hear his muscles growing, like like ripping and getting bigger. I mean, that, that is, it's just like one of the craziest things I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. And not only that, but he also ties into, um, you know, he was, uh, at the time, one of the strongest men in the world, you know, he, so he was down there clanging and banging with, uh, Arnold and, um, uh, uh it's not Frank saying it was, it was Frank saying the little guy, who's the little guy, Franco Colombo and then, uh, over in uh, Venice beach in the seventies, uh, like Billy Graham was a common there. Um, it's, so it is, it is a really, really crazy crazy spider web of things that came out from this one person and people that I, I would assume that my age is the cutoff. Um, my age of 734 years um, that nobody, you know, this, this, this unbegotten star time that nobody knows. Uh, but, but I feel, I feel like people my age is the cutoff uh, because here's John that, that, you know, and I learned a lot of things since he passed too. Um, that that people are never going to know, man. And it's really, really wild that you had somebody that was this influential, that was this big a deal. And he lived, not only did he live a full life, he lived until 2023. Um, and just now some of this stuff is starting to come out. Uh, I mean, yeah, pretty wild just, whenever, whenever you, whenever you look that at guy that. Just, just 10 years too early, man, that guy, had ten, maybe even only five, maybe even only five years too early. Cause if they would have, if they would have ran with him, whenever Vince jr. Wanted to run with him and, and the old man didn't want to do it. I mean, it would be a different, it'd be a different, different WWF right now than what it was. Cause they're like you said, like you said, there, there's no need for Hogan at that point when you've got that guy, but you know, what people also don't really understand about that guy is just the, the, the sheer, the, the size of that guy. He was way, way bigger physically than what anybody really, really understands. A lot of fans don't realize how big that guy really was. That was awesome. I loved. I, I, I would. I could go for more Billy Graham talk. Well, the only the craziest thing, John, seriously, is, and we can send you some of these whenever, whenever we're done. But he, he was, he was the Muhammad Ali promo. Like that, that, that was the thing that like slapped me in the face because I heard that he was the inspiration, quote unquote. And then since he had passed, I heard actual snippets of him on the microphone saying, and I'll fly like a butterfly and I'll sting like a bee. And like all these things that then Muhammad Ali just ripped and then just took into the mainstream. And these were all Billy Graham lines. Wow. Dusty Rhodes, Dusty Rhodes with no Billy Graham, there's no Dusty Rhodes. Because uh, Dusty was a huge fan of his, so and everything without no from, Dusty, there's no Flair too. Yep, and well, Flair, Flair was his bad guy, drove him right. around, 
And Dusty, whenever uh, Billy was in Florida or whatever the story was, that's why if you look at all those early 80s Dusty's things where he's wearing the fur coats. So before like hard times, quote unquote, when uh-huh. he has on fur coats and he has on sunglasses and he has a jerry curl and all the, the, those are all very, very Billy Graham adjacent things uh, that were all lifted there. Uh, he's the first one that said, Daddy, like Dusty Rhodes ripped the daddy from Billy Graham. Oh, OK. Um, it's 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 pretty deep, dude. It really is. Now, look, I'm not I'm not as big of a of a historian as what a lot of other people are out there in the in the world. But is is he the first heel? that got cheered a lot, like by, like by a lot of people. I mean, it seems like he was, he was really like the first, the first, uh, the first heel champion that, that people first were heel. all over the first cool heel, man. It really feels well, like that's what it was. Well, the thing, the thing about that is, is that, um, that the observer thing had said, and it was actually really cool. They listed all the MSG sellouts, um, by person. And, in the Observer, the words were that his proudest achievement out of everything was that he had sold out MSG what X amount of times. And it was only it was less 19, than Bruno. 19 out of 20, I think. Yeah, and, and it was only less than Bruno for the number. And the percentage was insane. And that was his claim to fame, was that I was on the top of the billing and people came to see me. Uh, so, yeah, very well could have been. Yeah, 6'2", 6'2", 275 is what I saw online just now, looking at just how big that dude. You think about wow. that, a 6'2 guy at 275 huge. is enormous. Absolutely enormous. But yeah, man, go back go back and, and watch some promos of that guy, and you're going to hear words come out of his mouth, and you're going to hear phrases come out of his mouth that, that we've heard for 30 years over and over again since then. It all originated with uh, with Billy Graham. You know, the, the thing the thing I wanted to say too real quick, man, and we don't, gotta, we don't re- really got to get into this, but – you know that the fact that that there just hasn't been there hasn't been really as much appreciation for that dude over the course of time as what there probably should have been and you know it, it it's a shame that it takes somebody's death for people to really start to appreciate who they were and it's not just billy graham man. it's everybody and everybody that's ever lived you know it, it's it doesn't we don't really appreciate people until they're gone but you know it, it it's it's just it's it's startling how much he did in the wrestling business and how much he inspired. And, you know, it's just now starting to come out where that that's probably a, he might be a top five guy ever. Billy Graham might be a top five guy ever. Well, you know yeah. Why? It's because so many top, top guys jack their act from him. So why is Muhammad Ali going to say, Oh, I got, these lines are great. Yeah. I got it from Billy Graham. He's not going to. Right. You think Hulk Hogan is going to say, oh, Hulkamania, brother. Yeah, I'm just Billy Graham, but a baby face. Not going to happen. Uh, Ric Flair does it. Think about the ego on Ric Flair, dude. He's still doing shows, drinking uh, glasses of wine or whatever after <laughs> he was on a after he was on death's door. Like He's not going to he's he'll shout out these people, but he's not really going to uh, say that. Yeah, I jacked this from him or whatever. Dusty Rhodes is gone. So, you know, the, we we couldn't get his input. And so these people that have been, you know, forever kind of people, um, they they're of course they're not going to say, Oh, yeah, I totally jacked my act from this guy. And that's yeah. the main reason why is that everybody splintered and turned into huge top guys, and they all were part of him, and none of them were going to admit it. 
Yeah. It's, it's basically it. That's awesome. Great job by both of you bringing the heat for that. Hey, rest, rest in peace, brother. You know, rest in peace. You had, a, you had a big a big influence on on this whole industry that we love so much. You were a major part of it, and we can't thank you enough for what you did. Andretti, I would be remiss. Treat the audience, please. Could you tell us about a tribute idea you had to Billy Graham in the mid-2000s that actually was taken foot? Yeah, I can. Uh, we can tell that story. So, look, I, I, I want to... I think it's perfect. Go ahead. I, I, look, I want to I wanna preface this by saying that Telling this has got nothing to do with royalties or even credit. I don't even want credit for anything. Okay, I, I really don't. But, you know, it's just crazy to me how you just get intertwined with people in the universe, right? Whether whether you ever meet these people or not. So yeah, I, I, for whatever reason, I just became intertwined with superstar Billy Graham over this one thing. So, you know, in the, in the, the, the early to mid, um, well, probably mid, probably mid 2000s, um, there was a very prominent um, guy that was involved in wrestling action figures that was all all over the uh, the message boards for um, the wrestling figure talk. Okay, so collecting at that point, you know, the internet was still relatively young, and there were a lot of people that were kind of gravitating towards each other in different message boards and things like that. Now, look, it's this is confirmed. This is a confirmed thing. It was it was really him that was on the board. We I interacted with this guy all the time about different figures and, and about ideas about things and whatnot. And, and it, there were you know there were like a hundred of us on there or whatever that would go on there and talk about the 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 wrestling figures that were out at that time and collecting and you know the Remcos and the Hasbro's and everything. And it it just became its own little community. And this guy had found it and he was a collector too. So he was coming in there and, and posting and asking ideas and, and asking for people's, you know, feedback on certain things and whatnot. And one time, you know, and again, this is a shoot. This is a real thing. Um, I told him I had an idea for a figure that would look like he was on a black and white TV. And about three, what was like six months later, maybe a year later, um the the figure got made <laughs> so the, the guy the guy that was on the board got back to me and he was he thanked me tremendously and he he was very appreciative of me giving him that idea he loved the idea and then about you know six months or a year later that black and white superstar billy graham hit the, hit the shelves um is that the classic superstar stuff yes yes it is we all know who superstars. ran that and and again, I, I'm not looking for credit or nothing. I don't want royalties. I don't want nothing. I have the figure in the package. I have the figure in the package. Uh, that's enough validation for me, you know, to 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 just know that I created. I came up with the idea for that figure, and for it to be somebody as as important as Billy Graham and what Billy Graham has done for this industry that has given me a lifetime worth of friendships and a lifetime worth of, of great memories and, and, you know, great times in my whole life. That's been a, a constant in my life since I was a little kid. That means a lot to me. You know, it means a lot to me that for me to, to, to have that figure um, still in the package and to, and to know that I was the one that came up with that idea. Look at you, you trailblazer. That's so awesome. Yeah. And here's something I have to say is that the fact that Andretti has this in the figure Andretti is a trailblazer of people that kept toys in the package. And so I wish so bad that I had the foresight that he did as a Ute. Uh, because when I was young, whenever I had $5 or $10, 
I'm going to the three for five bin at KB and I'm ripping open everything that's there and I'm not thinking of anything else. And Andretti is a, he's a true visionary man because he's got with, with the KB stickers on him, he's got, you know, the Bret Hart Hasbro's with the dark skin and with the light skin, with the pink sunglasses and with the darks or the uh, silver sunglasses. Uh, he's got a panthro that he picked up randomly at a hardware store whenever he was nine years old. Dude gets it. Dude gets it. And the fact that he has one of those that was OG bought that was originally kept. I don't know. I I I think the the universe it, the universe tells us and then it shows us. And I feel like it told him whenever he was going to give his ideas. And it showed him whenever he went and then they made that figure. And I hope someday that that figure is worth more than the price of the LA home that Andretti bought so that he can sell it and live debt-free for the rest of his life. That's where I'm at. Look at that. Well, thank hey, man, I, can't, I, I really appreciate, I appreciate all of that, man. I mean, I, thank you for, thank you for saying all that. I mean, that look, man, I, I, I it doesn't matter to me if that figure's worth ten dollars or or a thousand dollars for me like it's it's priceless it is a priceless thing that is a part of my life that is out there now in in the in the universe that i'm i'm really proud of i don't even know what even a great like i don't even know where to even go from here because that was awesome and i love that we got that here on this show yeah and and the thing about it is is that if, if the you know if if the three or three hundred thousand million people that listen to this show say yeah that's awesome or dude he's a liar who cares like the the fact of it is is that like I've I've known this story for a long time and I'm very glad that you got a chance to share it with everybody and to be honest. Yo, 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 boy, yo, boy, been looking here to G beige. He's trying, he's trying to walk down this Andretti road, but yeah, because I'd like to have me a B and W super macho man put somewhere up here on the wall, uh, just to say that uh, because Andretti, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I, I think that that's a great idea. I think I, 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 I think I bought it on eBay have... for like fifty bucks a, a couple years ago. Because that's what I have in my man cave right now. I have a lot of in box like all my aw stuff is all in box and so i tried to keep that same energy that you did so trying to follow in the uh the the small little footsteps that you've left behind here for some of us to walk in so um but yeah that's awesome i'm glad that we got that on here that's the first time i ever told anybody i mean i, I know i've told i, I told like, you guys that you know and my wife obviously knows about it but like and I might have told the Graws or or somebody like that, or even even Dolan or somebody or, or over the years, but I've never really even told that story to anybody. You know, I, I just have always kind of just been like really, really proud of it on my own and and happy that it was just out there in the universe. And I've never, like I said, I've never even I've never even contacted the guy that that greenlit that figure and told him that. And I probably never will. And, and look, I'm sure I'm sure I'll run into him at some point um at a convention or something and you know just just run into it. i i don't think i'd even i don't think i'd even bring it up to be honest with you i'm just Dude, i'm just happy it got made that figure is a limited one of three thousand yeah, yeah I, I, told my, I told him i told my mom that story whenever billy graham died and she just said wow and i tell you what coming from mama mongoose it's a pretty big thing 
Song that's second, awesome. if I could, if I could yep. pop Mama, Mama Mongoose, that's all I care about. I just want to pop her. That's that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's dude. Awesome. I'm so inspired. I'm so. Inspired. I know, right? I just put an offer for a Billy Graham. <laughs> <laughs> We're uh. But yeah, we got one more thing to talk. We got this uh, Dominion show. Did you guys uh get the chance to check this show out? Oh, did oh did I ever? I yeah. you probably watched from start to finish. Well, this is gonna be a tale of two uh, a tale of two cities because I Sunday woke up, told the family, the mongoose family, the mongoose. All right, Mrs. Mongoose and baby mongoose. I said, mongooses. We got things to do today, but daddy's got to watch him a Dominion show. And I was able to make it through the first two and a half hours. And then I got cut out or cut off by the rest of the day. The plan was to finish tomorrow. Didn't happen. I was able to do, uh, to do it today. But holy cow, man, baby mongoose, last day of school was today. I do not know if they just left every kid go with a, a shot to the arm of methamphetamine or what had happened. But, uh, dude, stuff was wild until bedtime. And so I got notes on everything up until the last three matches, which is what I was able to see today, which stinks because they were probably the three best matches. But, yep, I'm here to rock, rock guys. Yeah, and I... I was trying to make sure that I came prepared because I've been saying for a long time that I want to watch the new Japan show. So I saw, I, I was, I didn't have enough time before the show to watch the whole entire show, but I started at the Elfantasmo show or match and I made it the whole way to the end. So I saw the last four matches. I mean, that, that card was excellent. It, it ended up being an unbelievable show, man. The the build the build to it was was interesting. I mean, look, I, I know I I criticize you know Ghetto on the show almost every week, but there's they're they're always in a state of flux. It seems like that that promotion feels like they're almost always in a state of flux, and they're they lose people here and there, and they're they're a, they're a um a live they're a, a live uh, a live production, you know, live event live event uh, business. You know, they've got to get you know butts in the seats to make money and and that, that man what what a venue i mean for that place only holding 7000 people for wrestling that 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 osaka joe hall looked like it was it could hold 70000 by the by the way that that thing is constructed and the way that, that roof looks so that was that was just a a really a really great thing but um the thing too that i did i want to talk about the kind of the first time it ever really hit me was i mean how much better is their system uh, where where they value more so the number of defenses versus the length of the rain. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that that is really important, and especially whenever you want to juxtapose that with the, the my biggest complaints from the uh, the bloodline thing. I and and I bend the knee to you, dude. Especially this past SmackDown, I did not see the whole episode. But I did see the first 45 minutes and that first three-ish minutes of SmackDown where they were able to go timeline through and oh. show you everybody Roman's eclipse. Dude, that was so that was masterful. Yeah, it was absolutely it was mastery, man. But the fact that in New Japan, and the funny thing about that is that um I recall whenever Okada had eclipsed 10 defenses, that it was a huge deal as the world champion. And so, yeah, dude, like, I, I think to me, 
that that if this just goes to show the, the difference between Japanese and American production, because I was watching the show and Mrs. Mongoose is like, basically like this, this feels different. And I was like, Oh yeah, well, this is, this is sport. Do you know what I'm saying? Like the, we know, we know the, how the sausage is made or whatever, but like, this is sport presented here. Whereas in the U S you know, it's, it's all pageantry and show and sports entertainment. Um, so yeah, it's a really good point. So jumping, jumping right into it. I mean, that, that first match and we, and there's, there's, there's a couple matches here. We don't need to really get into, but I mean, that the, the whole thing was excellent, man. And if you haven't, if you haven't had a chance to sit down, I know it was a four and a half hour show, but you're looking to go back and watch an awesome show. This show was a lot better um, than what I even anticipated. I knew it was going to be a phenomenal, phenomenal show that they were going to put on, but they did an even better job than I even thought. But that, that first match, you know, I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of Lance Archer uh, right out of the gate, but I mean, that guy, that guy looks so good when he's in there working with people who have their shit together, man. He looks so good. I mean, and Archer looked great in that match because, and it was because he was in there with a the guy that, in my in my honest opinion, is is the greatest wrestler in the world right now is Will Ospreay. I mean, that guy is just everything is just firing on all cylinders for that guy, man. And that that match with Archer, he really made Archer look like a like a million bucks. I, I thought I thought that that it was it was way better than I expected. Yeah. So. Uh, to, to go back to the very beginning of the show, right? When they're going through what the matches are going to be and everything. In sequential order, I had written down, Kenny Omega is my favorite wrestler. Ray Khan is my favorite wrestler. <laughs> El Fantasmo is my favorite wrestler. <laughs> like as, as they were going through the, you know, through the, through the match card or whatever. Um, also, I need to say that, uh, um, and yeah, uh, forgive me because I don't have it written down right in front of me. But um, what is Yoji? Help me with the main event here. Here, Andre. Yoda, Yoda, Yoda um, Suji. Suji. Yoda Suji. Yoda Suji. Yes. Thank you. So, I for Yoda Suji, I I might I might have seen Yoda Suji wrestle before. You I, did. You I, did because he he was a young line that we talked about like five years ago. Okay, I was just gonna say because I. He was really, really, I, I had no recollection of him. Um, I didn't want to discount him. Obviously, he's in the main event here. Uh, but the first thing I wrote down was Sonata versus Japanese Jesus. Um, because that was like the like the the look that I had here. Like, dude, he's glowing off the screen. You know what I'm saying? Like, he has a look. And we're, well, I'll get into him later because I have everything in the world good to say about this guy. Yeah. Um, but the fact that they started with Archer and Osprey, uh, I felt was very non-New Japanish because they th- this is a dynamite-ish, like a an uh, AEW-ish type start where you're starting hot. And yeah. having watched New Japan pay-per-views for the last four or five years, they are a promotion that starts from the bottom and then they build up, 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 up. Yeah, and usually the, you would you would have got like a Young Lions Battle Royal or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and so the fact that this was first, I was I literally put Archer and Os- Osprey to start with like you know bunch of exclamation points. Um, the things that I need to put uh, put over here is first, uh, Archer is so good and also a geek, and I blame his hair. <laughs> yeah, I blame his hair, his hair dude. I, his seriously, so I blame his, I blame his hair. He is, dude, he's a monster. 
as Andretti just said, if you put him in there with somebody that can go, this guy can go to the moon. The problem is, and the reason why I think that he can't be left to trust with the the rocket ship himself is, I hate, dude, that, that hair is so bad. It's so bad. It's and really so bad. change your change your hair and maybe you're fine. Uh, Archer did a Leonidas kick to the outside to Osprey, and I popped really big. Um, basically kicked him right into that you know portal of doom. Um, and then Archer hit a Spanish fly. Uh, it got cut off. Was awesome. Um, and then the other thing here is that I, I have written again, he's so great and he is bad. And the reason why is, is that he's presented so poorly by every promotion. And I feel mm-hmm. like the reason why is they don't know how to present him. And that's right. not a him problem, but it's kind of a him problem. You know what yeah. I mean? Like if you had if a better presentation for yourself, if it's you the same can, across the board, you're the problem. Yeah. Like you, you can, people want you to be the guy. So help them help you be the guy. Um, and then that hidden blade kick out where Archer kicked out a one off the hidden blade, I freaking died. But then four straight killer hidden blades to pin the man. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I I thought it was excellent, man. I did. I thought it was excellent. And then I was even more surprised because I was uh, Will Osprey called out Kenny Omega hidden door or hidden door forbidden door. And to me, Kenny wins. Kenny wins and oh, yeah. Osprey wins at, at, at Wembley. At Wembley. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. But this was awesome. This was an awesome opener. Yeah, it was Would- great. I mean, I, I like you said, man. I I mean, look, I, I don't know what the I don't know what the deal was with Archer, but I mean he's he's made a pretty good career for himself, you know, just, just being who he is. But not every not everybody can be the guy. And sometimes, you know, you need somebody in there with you that um is is really talented that can make you look a lot better and i think that's that's what people got to do with him you got you got to treat that guy like that and just that's what's going to make him you know stand out above other people but him on his own um carrying things i'm not sure it's is the you know always the best uh best option yeah and i feel bad for him too because like he had a killer feud with um juice robinson he had a killer feud with John Moxley. Like these things have all happened and he's been a common denominator. And the problem is, is that he, he just isn't guy enough. And I feel like part of the reason he's not guy enough is because he has braids that go to his butt. I hate to say that, man, but like, I don't know. To me, it's a presentation problem too. I don't know. You're not wrong. I don't think you're wrong at all about that. And the music, the music is what kills it for me a little bit too. Oh, music sucks. Yeah. But anyway, um, match two, uh, Tai Chi, Konamaru, Doki, and uh, Takamichinoku versus Bushi, Titan, uh, Takagi, and, uh, and Naito. So that was, I mean, look, the, the, fir- the first thing that I really loved about that, I mean, I, I, I can't tell you how much I love that there are people who are in New Japan pro wrestling factions that, that are that are outside of New Japan. And the fact that, like, Teton is a member of, of LIJ and he wrestles predominantly in CMLL, like, I very much appreciate that. I like I like when there's some cross-promotion, cross-pollination between different different promotions. And, and uh, New Japan's really good about doing that. So, I don't know, maybe they're just easy to work with with other people with, with IP and trademarks and things like that. But it, it, I love the fact that Chris Bay and... Um, um austin uh what's like what's that guy's name the the 
God, I'm just drew a blank on that guy's name, but that guy's really good. The uh, the two guys that are in Impact that are in the Bullet Club. Bullet Club oh, uh, Chris yeah. Bay. Chris Bay. Who's the other guy? What's his name? I forget. Uh, man. Chris Bay's the only one I, Bay's the only one I knew. I didn't know another one. Um, I forget. I forget too. I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on that, but I, I I love the fact that those guys are in the Bullet Club, but they exist outside of uh, outside of New Japan. But um, you that, know the Ring of, Ring of Honor was that way for years. Like yeah. that, that's what Ring of, Ring of Honor was the American sort of feeder system. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know what commentator was singing, but whoever whoever was singing the the intro for just five guys and making up their own lyrics. I mean, dude, that just popped me to freaking Jupiter. Five guys. Dude, I popped, I popped to Jupiter. guys. Yeah, I know so That was so funny. Um, but look, and the thing too, like Naito, Naito taking forever to get undressed always pops me every single time. It takes him 20 minutes to get to get undressed for the match. It's awesome. Um, you know, it's it's weird to me too uh, about this about this match, just about like the state of New Japan right now in general that we're we're Takagi is kind of getting treated like just another guy. And that is weird to me because I don't think he is. I think he's a main event guy. I don't know why they, I don't know why he, they've kind of pushed him to the back burner a little bit on that. I'm not sure. Yeah. And um, so I guess, I guess so is like the, the spin cycle essentially in, in what you have over there where you have guys that get a chance to drive the ship. And if they don't do well, then, you know, you move them to a mid spot or whatever. Um, and so at the end of the day, when Shingo was driving business, he would have been and this isn't his fault, but this would have been pandemic era. Same thing as like evil is that like business wasn't going well. And so, Let's pull these guys back and let's see what we can do with some new guys. And so the, because we have a new world champion and we have a fresh world championship scene, I don't have too much of an issue with that. The other thing is we have G1. So that doesn't say that Shingo doesn't either win G1 or beats Sonata in G1 and gets a championship match afterwards. You know what I'm saying? So I, I feel like there's that there. Um Two things that I noted for this one at the start is that Bushi taking off an entrance mask for another mask makes me really, really happy. <laughs> I love when people have multiple masks on just to get started. Um, I have Taka Michinoku. Uh, Michinoku looks better than he did in 1997. Um, and I have that Kevin Kelly uh, likes Doki uh, less uh, of a... Uh, he th he thought he was a you know not of a uh, not a top guy more of a like a party guy uh, and then he learned how to wrestle and he literally said that on the commentary that Doki was this like geekish sort of dude that learned how to work and the fact that he said that on commentary to put over Doki I thought was really cool. Um, my wife also asked about um, why the Japanese like grunt so much. Um, specifically whenever Shingo was in there and, you know, let you, it fly. Did you, say, did you say that's racist? <laughs> but, no, well, here's what I, here's what I said was that I was like, you know, here's the thing is that it's presented more as sport. And so if I'm going to throw a hard forearm at any enemy, I'm probably going to make a sound. And so if I'm just exhaling hard, you know, I'm working it, but if I'm <clears throat> Every time I'm thrown a blow, then you know I'm putting my everything into it. 
uh, which actually sort of drew her into the show a little bit more um, to say that like, hey, I know you know it's a work, but like they're presenting this as sport, even though, you know, I've been watching New Japan shows here in the house for the last five years. Um, it was an interesting take from her to be like, why is this happening? Uh, and then for me to explain why. Um, I love, love, love. Do, they, they, they did... They did the formula of heat, hot tag, heat, hot tag. I thought it was awesome. Um, and then the finish, man, I thought the finish was awesome. That that Teton uh, tapped uh, Takamichinoku. Uh, perfect guy to get the win. Perfect guy to take the uh, the fall, whatever you'd like to say. Um, and I thought the submission was awesome. I thought submission was awesome. That guy, that guy has looked so good, man. T time. He, I, I loved him in CMLL too. When I was watching those there, uh, almost every, uh, every week. But I mean, even, even, um, you know, Tai Chi has looked so much better this whole year so far than what he did, you know, previously to that. So hats off to that guy too. But I mean, going back to Doki, um, I've, I've come around on him too. I think, and I, I thought for sure he was going to win the, the Super Juniors, but he didn't. But uh, yeah, man, the the ending of that match with with Teton tapping out a legend, it, it was a that was a hell of a way to end that match. And, and I think that Takamichinoku is a great fit for that group, man. I really do. Like, I, I a, a legit guy that can always take the fall, so he's credible. That also makes your group credible. I I, I think it's awesome. Yeah, for sure. Um, anything else? Bake, did you did you get a chance to check that one? No, I only saw the last four. I, okay, I have okay. nothing into the Phantasma match. Okay, so then the third match was Kevin Knight and Kushida versus uh Francisco Akira and TJP. Um the first, I mean, what I wrote down about that, I mean, all four of those guys are excellent, dude. They're they're all so good. It's two, it's two really awesome teams. Um Kevin Knight, man, and Francisco Akira have they they've got they've got real shots to be stars in that industry for a really long time. Those guys are just phenomenal already. And they're, and they're, they both, they're neither one of them have been around all that long and they both are just doing such a good job already. But, you know, I, I had a feeling here that they might, um, they might add belts to the United empire with, um, with Aussie open out. I was thinking about the kind of the card layout and, in kind of the direction moving forward before the show on, um, on Saturday when it came on, but I kind of had a feeling they were going to flip those belts back to, um, Akira and TJP, but you know, I'm really uh, look. I'm really interested to see where Kushida goes by go, goes with this and where he ends up by Wrestle Kingdom because I mean, it, it he he's got so much to offer and he's so versatile right now that it, it feels like that they're built they're building towards the storyline here of this guy can't get a win. What's going to happen to him? What are we doing? And something big is going to happen with Kushida. And I'm I'm, I'm interested to see where that's going to go, but. Um, yeah, then we can. Yeah, uh, what Mongoose? What did you have to say about that before we talk about the ending? So I had that uh, first. Kashida looks like Kodiak. Uh, that that when I look at Kashida, I see my beautiful American Eskimo Kodiak. There is something that twinkles in his eyes that I I, I, I haven't felt the same way since that New York Jets coach. Uh, what was his name? The one that couldn't beat Bill Belichick, or he beat Bill Belichick once at Spygate. Is that Rex Ryan? No, before Rex Ryan. He's the one that looks like an American Eskimo. Help me out, John. Oh, geez. I don't know. I try to erase everything Jets since I'm a diehard Dolphins fan. I think he was, spy, he was, he was a Spygate Jap, uh, Jets coach. Um, he looked like Kodiak as well. But whenever I saw I saw Kushida, man, I was like, man, I see, I see my pup in this guy. Um, here's the thing. 
is uh, this was, I have a good match with a kind of weird finish. Um, the fact that Kushida did a spot to the outside and then like disappeared for the leaning tower, I thought was a little weird. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't, it wasn't like they showed him like taking a spill and then being gone or anything like that. Like, and so I don't know if that was meant to layer into this or whatever, but I do have written down here that Kevin Kelly notes another black eye for Kishida. Comeback story, question mark, question mark. So this goes back to what we talked about last week with the best of the new, uh, Super Junior stuff. Is I think that the groundwork's being laid, man. What do you think about the post-match? You're talking about groundwork being laid for Kushida to go on a go on a run to get his credibility yes. back. Oh yes, yeah, no yes, doubt. There's yes, no doubt. Yes. But but is it is it going to be as a as a, a heel or a face? Is my is my question because wow. that, that, like, like we were saying, like that guy. I mean, you know, d- during that during that Phantasmo versus Finley match, Kevin Kelly made a really good point of saying that New Japan Pro Wrestling is not really a place where you want to be a loner that can't call for backup. And I thought that was a really good point too. about New Japan. Yeah, I, I literally have that written down too. So, with that being said, are do they put Kushida in a group, or do they give Kushida a group? I, I don't think he's going to be a lone wolf guy. And, and again, I, I think that you could go a, a lot of different ways with that. Kushida, Kushida. I hate to say it, man, because it's a trope. But if you get a uh, like a like a time splitter club shirt. Things gonna sell, man. Things gonna sell. You know what I mean? Like if you if you find a clever way to work the uh, Back to the Future thing into the Bullet Club, and if it's gonna be an army of killers, which you've mentioned this before, I, that that could actually work, dude. Especially because he can't seem to get out of his own way. Yeah. Uh, but I, I thought the angle. I thought the angle at the end of this was awesome. With, yeah, so um, I did too. with with Clark Connors and um, help me with the guy that came out with him. Dan Maloney. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought that the angle at the end was great. And um, I really, really like where this is going, especially because you have people that just were in the best of the Super Juniors that weren't winners of the best of Super Juniors that sort of, quote unquote, made a name. You're putting over your new faction or your rebranded faction better. I thought that that was, I thought match was good. I thought finish was interesting only because of Kishida's like total disappearance. Um, and then the post-match I thought was awesome. So I, I thought everything here was a-okay. How, how great is it seeing Ke- uh, Kevin Knight do those drop kicks when it, on somebody else's shoulders? That's how high that guy can get off the ground, man. That's yep. crazy. Yep, yep. Love yep. Kevin yep. Knight. He's a heck of an athlete, man. Yeah, Kevin Knight. Um, I'm looking forward to watching that guy, hopefully for the next 20 years. Um, and then for the uh, the next one, I, I didn't have much for this next match. I love I like both these guys a lot. You know, Jeff Cobb and, and Zach Saber Jr. I mean, look, I I love I, I love TMDK. You guys know that, and, and I've 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 come around more on um, on Zach Saber Jr. and I'm really really starting to enjoy his matches. But I, I think you made a very 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 interesting and good point a couple weeks ago about if you're going to give me 15 minute matches with Zach Saber Jr., I'll watch every one of them. But I don't, I'm not watching him wrestle for 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, that's just it, dude, is joint manipulation gets old fast. But if it's joint manipulation, the first thing I have written here, 100 or 1 million miles per hour start, is that these guys were pedal to the metal the entire way, 
So if Zach wants to grab a hold and manipulate a joint or whatever, the fact that he's racing against the clock makes it more interesting. If he, if it's him with a 60 minute time limit, he might have that arm bar for four minutes and look, man, like, I, I don't appreciate the old sport that much for me to be like, oh, I see what they're right, doing. Right. Like, you know what I mean? And so I think that him being in this particular realm is perfect for him, especially as far as watchability goes. Um, I love the finish, man. I absolutely love the finish here. That that counter, uh, that counter for the pin I thought was amazing. And here's one thing I need you to know is that when there's a crucifix pin, uh, a crucifix finish or a crucifix pin, I always go back to, uh, I learned the crucifix from Marty Jannetty whenever he made his comeback after he had left the Rockers and he was on his IC title run, uh, sort of mini run there. Um, and John Richards had come to my house one time and um, it was me, John Richards, Another neighbor boy, another neighbor boy, and we were having us a little, you know, shoot wrestling match. And I pinned the three years older than me, John Richards, with a crucifix because I learned it from Marty Jannetty. And so forever in my heart, the crucifix always holds up. But shout out to Richards Raceways. If you're ever in Elton, go ahead over there. Give me your money if they're open. I thought but you were really, going to shout out to Marty Jannetty. I was uh, I was hoping you were gonna, you were trying to get a get a spot on Dark Side of the Ring to be to be included in an episode. Nah, man, I'm I'm just I'm just trying to make sure that people go to Richard Raceways, grease the grease the pads, you know, spin the spin the cars around there, pay your money, whatever. Uh, but please know that the son of the owner was pinned by a crucifix in my dad's playroom when I was about nine years old. That's right, and people still talk about that match. That was a hell of a match. I had that written down for years and years and years. <laughs> All right. So the, uh, the, the, the next, uh, the next match. Uh, look, I, I had a, I had a lot of anxiety over this next match because I knew there was, there was two sets of tag team belts on the line here. And we can talk about that forever. If we want to, we don't, we probably don't need to go too much into it, but you know, Bishamon versus great O'Connor and Aaron Hanari versus evil who I do not like at all. <laughs> and, uh, and Yujiro Takahashi, who I do not like at all. So I was, I was very much uh, glad that they made this a three-way. Um, I know I've complained to the two of you over and over again, the last couple of weeks about it, just feeling lazy that they were going to put both of those, uh, both those tag team belts combined already after, after new Japan strong had only been around for a little while, but I just confused. I mean, I don't, I don't know why we would unify those belts. Um, in my opinion, they should have held a tournament, for the strong belts, but look, I'm not, I'm not Gato, you know, whatever. He gets paid a lot of money to do what he does. So, you know, do whatever you want. But um, I, I don't, I, I don't know what, I don't really know what we see in house of torture at this point. I'm I'm not a fan at all, but I was really, really happy about this match, man, because it was just wall to wall action the whole way through it. It was way, way better than what I expected. Um, ha- very happy with the ending of that match. I thought the right people won at the end. Uh, but, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to what you got to say about it. Cause those guys just, everybody just went hundred miles an hour in this match. And it was, it was pretty awesome to watch. Yeah. So I have, I have written here, uh, great O'Conn is my favorite. Um, Kevin O'Kelly says, if Yujiro wins, I'll eat my hat, which that popped me really big. Uh, <laughs> Because there was there was heat put on by House of Torture and Yujiro got a couple of near falls. And so he said, if Yujiro wins, I'll eat my hat. 
Um, I also have written down, I hate House of Torture and their matches. Dick Togo is so bad. Uh, and then the last thing I've written is Yujiro East the Pin match. Thank God. So basically, <laughs> ba- basically what I have here is, is that I was at where you were was I had minimal to low expectations for this one being that I know that the plans were for Aussie Open to be in this match and obviously quite possibly retain and then roll this into a FTR match at the uh, Forbidden Door pay-per-view. And, and I'm sure that if they had their big board of things up, that's what it was going to be. Uh, they got dealt, uh, you know, a little bit of a, you know, uh, a wild card there. And so, yes, I'm I'm completely happy with what had happened. The fact that it wasn't evil and Yujiro is the best decision. And the match was good. So I got no complaints on my end. Bishamon's good. Bishamon is good. Right. No, if if it's not going to be Aussie Open, Bushimon can go in there and they can beat anybody. And the thing is, is they can legit beat like the, I don't know how this is going to get booked now with the main event and stuff. Um, But let's say it's even the Young Bucks or someone like that. Bushimon can beat the Young Bucks and nobody's, it's going to be a great match and no one's going to get mad. You know what I mean? The Young Bucks have went there and they've eaten pins for the New Japan Champion Tag Team Championship for, you know, years and years and years. Or, you know, maybe it is a FTR kind of deal or whatever, or maybe you put them on FTR. And then we have another switch whenever we go to um, Wembley, you know, so there's there's a whole lot of things that can go on in between. So, yeah, I'm with you, man. I It'll be interesting to see where things go. Uh, the other thing that I have afterwards is... Uh, BC War Dogs, whatever, um, you know, with it being uh, Coughlin and uh, Gabriel Kidd, um, they made that big thing about them at the end. And what I don't know, I, maybe maybe I don't watch enough tr- uh, strong, but I, that was, I was a yawning. fart and wet. That was a wet fart in church. That's whenever I came into yeah. the show, and I was just yeah, like, yeah. I, I was, I was, well, I was well, yawning. Well, hang on, Coughlin was, Coughlin was in Coughlin was in one of the prelims before resurgence, and we all liked him. He's pretty good. He's good. But I'm, but I'm, I'm saying for that to, for that to be their, their, their big thing. I was like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm I'm not, I'm not saying that it won't work. What's that? They gotta make stars, man. It's, it's just who. I mean, look, look at how, look at how good of a job they've done, um, just over the last couple months with, I mean, even the past year with, with Yoshihashi. Look at how how good of a job they've done building him and Sonata and Watto. I mean, like they're they they've gotten pretty lucky that those people that were like lower mid card guys or mid card guys have been able to elevate because it, it didn't seem like they were ever going to get to that point. But now they've got the Yoshihashi's of the world are actually starting to step up and and, and do a really good job. I I think Bishamon is a is a a top three or top five tag team in the world, man. They're they're pretty they're pretty damn good. What do you think of the G one announcement? Well, a couple things about it. So it, it was, it was about what I expected. Um, the, the great thing about it was, I think there's ten debuts. There's there's ten there's going to be ten new guys in the G1. You know, for the first time ever, which is which is awesome. It was really you know really good to see Tonga Loa come back. I, he hasn't been around in a long time. I mean, having Eddie Kingston there, I think is is pretty cool to get to see him. You know, go back and forth with a lot of those guys. And, and the the only other note I really had about that 
Um, I don't I don't know anything about this this Kiyomiya Kiyama guy um, from from uh, Pro Wrestling Noah. I, I just I just don't ever have a chance to to watch Noah. But everybody popped hard for that guy, man. When they when they announced that guy was going to be in a G one, that whole that whole building erupted. So that guy must be pretty damn good. Yeah, I had Kingston with the underline and exclamation point because I. I do not know. I don't, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm not there every day. So for me to comment on like what's going on there, I have no idea, but I feel like everything they've done with him leaving AEW and being in ring of honor has just been weird. And so, very weird. I, it's very but weird. I feel, but I feel like the G one is a great reset spot. Yeah. So you almost make him like a free agent again. Do you know what I mean? Sure. So, if we're going to treat AEW and Ring of Honor kind of different, the fact that if he can go to G1 and maybe make a final, which who, you know, who would who would complain, or even go over there and just have a great showing and say, I pinned Sonata or I pinned, you know, name guy, you know, top guy X, um, I think is a really good way to reinvigorate interest in him. And so out of all the AEW guys that could have been there that I would like to have seen, I actually think that he's like a really, really good one to have there because you can make him a guy because people already cared about him before. And now giving them more of a reason to care about him, I think is a really good idea. Um, also, I popped huge because Chase Owens and uh, Yano were in there and you were just complaining about the best of the Super Juniors lineup. So there's two guys that are going to win one or two matches tops that they're there to take L's and Yano will tie ropes around people and stuff like that. So, you know, you know the thing about the thing about Kingston, too, is that he's kind of like an Ishii in the sense that. People love that guy, man. And whether or not he wins matches or loses or he's, you know, 50-50 booking or whatever it ends up being. He's like, Eddie Kingston's not going to win the G1. But he might go 50, he might go 500 or a little over 500, you know, and, and that's great. And people are going to love him, love every match he's in. And if he made a block final, that, that that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying he's going to win it. But if he made a block final, how good would that match be first off? And second off, if he comes back, could you imagine him on the stick? Saying I beat yo, listen, me and you, yeah, I beat everybody, including your mother, including Tanahashi, and I beat you know, you know what I'm saying? Like just going off on the microphone about the people that he was able to overcome. Uh I, I think that this is awesome. I seriously I think this is a perfect place for him to be. Absolutely. Um, and then uh Baker, did you get a chance to catch to catch that one? Yeah, I saw it. You jumped, I, you jumped I in think, on the next one. That's right. You jumped in on yeah, that. Okay. Yeah, I saw I saw the announcement list. I think it's cool that, you know, I was kind of expecting maybe somebody, a, a bigger, a, another surprisier name other than Eddie Kingston on that list. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm, I'm ready to roll. We got that. That's coming up in a couple. It's coming up soon. So middle of, middle um, of the month, middle of July. So we got about what, five weeks. Yeah. but look again I, I don't know much about that dude from pro wrestling noah but that that place went nuts so that might be that might be a big breaking out party for that guy yeah um then the next match we had el phantasma versus finley um i didn't have too many notes for this i just wrote down you know i'm starting to like finley more and more you know the more that i see him and kind of settling into that role and it's kind of settling in in my brain how they booked it to get him there but um you know, look, I, I like I like this this Bullet Club group a lot. I I think everybody in there is 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 a good fit. I'm a little concerned that they're all white guys at this point, unless we're unless we're trying to book it just to sell T-shirts in, in the U.S. But and that's look, that's fine. If that's what you're going for, then so be it. But 
I, I, I do hope that we get a, a real break with House of Torture and with Chase Owens because I don't I don't want those guys in the bull club. Well, yeah, my they don't belong. Yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna be a group of killers, they don't belong. Go ahead, yeah. John. Yeah, no. Um yeah, I, I only have three things that I have here about this match other than I love El Fantasmo. Um, and that's well that that is an honorable mention here. But uh the things I have here are that the new Japan tables are hilariously narrow yet stiff. Yeah. And uh they're they're just funny to look at. Um and then my yes. new bit Jericho, Jericho said whenever I listened to the first podcast he did with Kenny after their match together, uh-huh. and they talked about it there, they said that the New Japan chairs are the softest, gimmickiest things you've ever dealt with, and the tables are tro- like atrocious, whereas in America, the tables are your friend and the chairs are your enemy. Yeah. So it's literally, it's literally the opposite whenever you cross the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> uh good to know that whenever i whenever we go to i I talk you guys into going to wrestle kingdom i gotta be careful where i sit (laughs) right um the other thing i have here is that this is a this is my new bit is that it's the first time seeing somebody uh it's my first time seeing finley as a bullet club leader and i do like it um and pretty much everything that you said andretti already uh and it was it was nice to see a show where there was a hot new japan crowd and the crowd was hot for a lot of this show yeah, especially for, sure. for the end and everything. But those were my takeaways from this match. I liked it. Yeah, I mean, Fantasmo, another guy. I mean, where where are we headed with that guy? I mean, he seems like he's just a little aimless, or, aimless or, uh, right now, and they'll, I'm sure they'll try to figure out where they're going to go with him. But I don't know. He's he's been he's been cold for a little while here. So uh, what I have is the first thing that I've noted is Finley legit presents himself like a star, and I give him a lot of credit for that man because. He was a guy and he wasn't a, a like a nerd or a geek, but he was a guy for a long time with this audience. And he came out, his entrance, the way that he presented himself, the way that he got heat, the way that he reacted to uh, the baby face comebacks, how he would then, um, you know, put himself in front of the crowd. This dude was starish. And I give him a lot of credit for that. Like there's, you can't teach those things, and he's been taking notes, man, obviously, because it wasn't like it was quote-unquote natural, but he knew what he was doing. Um, I also, uh, whenever uh, ELP went to strike up the band, and then um, the uh, the Bullet Club jumped into their uh, big-time heat for that, which I thought was awesome. Back and forth was good. I had that this was a very good match. And then immediately after this, um, the reason that I did not finish the Dominion show the first night I watched it was because there was Bullet Club guys out there. My daughter kept saying, can we watch the Fofo Life videos? And so I ended (laughs) up watching the Bullet Club Titan Trons from 2016 through 2020 uh, on a loop over and over again um, until she went to bed. And then I didn't have a chance to finish that until today. So shout outs to the YouTube creators that do the uh, Bullet Club Cousin uh, Titan Trons, uh, the ones where they have, you know, the the snippets and videos of all the guys doing their shtick. She got a huge pop out of it. So thank you. And I got to watch, I got something for you from Adam Cole and a couple of other ones. So yeah, it was, it was a good night. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> jumping into the next match here, the uh, uh, match seven, Hiromu Takahashi versus Master Wado. 
Um, you know, Hiromu is the better worker, um, but I, I didn't think Wado um, ever looked out of place at all during that match, man. It, it, what what a ride he's been on. You know, when you when you get opportunities, you, you have to you got to step up, right? And and I I would definitely say he has definitely stepped up big time um, over the course of the last couple of months, especially with that, with that uh, uh, best of the super juniors. I mean, he, he really did a nice job in that, in that tournament, but you know, I was, I was a little surprised they gave him the push with that, but um, you know, look again, great, great job. You know, and I, I, I just put down here that near fall bridge, um, for the pin by Watto was just unbelievable. You know, there were so many back and forth near falls with this. There were just, everybody was getting hotter and hotter with the crowd. Excellent, excellent match, man. I, I really hope Uncle Dave gives us like a four-star match or even, maybe even higher than that because I thought these guys just tore the house down, man. I mean, look, hats off to Watto um, and give give Takahashi a raise, man, because that guy went in there and he just sold his ass off, worked his ass off to make Watto look really good. Um, you know, I, I probably... I probably would have went with the flip of the belt there, but I mean, they're, they're basically, they're basically establishing um, Takahashi as, as one of the greatest super juniors that's ever lived. And, mm-hmm. and that guy, dude, or, you know, the, 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 the late heavyweight or whatever, whatever you want to call it. But like that, that guy is just, he is so, so good right now with everything he does, man. And that, this match, I thought just, Hats off to those guys, I man. I thought I thought this was a this was a four a four star match, no doubt about it. Go ahead, John. Yeah, uh, yeah. I have here that it feels like uh, it feels like Takahashi's had that belt for ten years, and it, every time I see a match, he's always got the belt. Anytime I watch any show, he's always got the belt. It feels like he's been carrying that thing longer than uh, Sam Martino carried the well, belt. Well, he, he had to vacate a couple times because of injuries. I think Kevin Kelly might've said that, but I, I know that he had to drop it a couple times because he got hurt. Yeah. Well, I, Kevin, Kevin Kelly, all the credit in the world. One of the, uh, sub holds that, uh, master Watto had him in Kevin Kelly noted that it was the shoulders and neck that he was attacking, which were both reasons why Takashi had to vacate before. So uh, give Kevin Kelly, an, give, give Kevin Kelly an, a metal man. He's the best, yeah. best in the world. Yeah, uh, this was my first uh, Master Watto match, um, and, and whenever the only thing, my other notes here are that uh, I wish when Watto carried him up the ramp, I wish he just would have carried him out to the parking lot, and they just <laughs> kept going around, and he brought him back in. Um, uh, Watto, uh, he turned into Rockabilly there. Whenever he had him in that submission hold, they were just rocking back and forth there for a while. Uh, that popped me. Uh, and then that near fall sequence that they had there at the end was awesome. I, I actually really like this match. I went in thinking, oh God, another Takahashi match. Like how many times are we going to see this song and dance? But I li- I liked it uh, at the, by the time it was over, I, I was, I was enjoying it and, and the crowd was hot too. Here's what I had for this one. Call me crazy, but I watched this match. So Takahashi last year wins the best of super juniors faces uh Taji Shimori for the uh junior heavyweight championship at Dominion does not win this year he comes in as the champion guy that wins the best of super juniors does not win however when the guy that tried to beat him did not win to me this screamed Scream, screamed Okada Omega one where Kenny did everything except hit his finish. 
Oh, okay. he, he, it was near fall, near fall, near fall. I'm close. I'm going to do it, but I can't get every time I'm going to hit my finish. You had Takahashi either counter out of it or, you know, there was, there was something that got in the way. And then you were a couple of time bombs too late. And that was the entire story of the first Omega Okada match. So to me, this says that Master Watto is that dude, and it's just later on. So yeah. this 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 isn't one. This is going yeah. to be one of two or three, and yeah. I don't have a problem with that, man. I think that that all three of them will be great. Um, I'll tell you what, Andretti, you said four stars. Uh, to me, the thing that I've written down is this is four and a half plus. I would well, not I, be I surprised. Get, I don't want to get too crazy, but I think if it was if it was me grading it, it would be four and a half. I would not be surprised if this is four and a half or 4.75. It's not a five star, but this is, this was great. This was great, especially because they wove in Takahashi's previous injuries. You have the story of Master Watto is so close so many times and he doesn't do it. So I thought this was awesome. Magistry. Sure. Okay. Then that jump, that jumps just right into the, uh, the six man, um, Shooter, Moxley, Claudio versus Okada, Tanahashi, and Ishii. Um, first thing I wrote down for this, I mean, how how awesome is Moxley's entrance package in New Japan, man? It, it's just, it's so much fun to him at the bar carving, you know, carving the, uh, the hourglass into the table is really, really great. Um, Okada, man, I mean, he just, he just feels so big and so special with all of his presentation. I mean, it's, it's really, it's really great to be, you know, be alive whenever that guy's on top of his game, man. But I mean, look, this is the, this is the second time in a row now that we've seen Umino work heel in a six man. And, and look, if, if that's the case, dude, then, then get out of the Miami vice gear, get him in the combat club. If you're going to go after Okada, then let's go after Okada because I, I don't want to see Umino as a baby face every time he's not with the combat club. Either be a heel or in, in be in the group or don't be in the group. So that, that was the thing I wrote down about him. But you know, I thought I thought that Moxley killed Ishii on that clothesline, man. I thought he tore his head right, right off his body. That was that was really crazy. And I don't know, again, I don't know why Moxley's bleeding in a match, why we need to keep doing that. I mean, he's you got you got nothing to prove here, man. You know, I, I don't know why you're why you're still doing that, but you know, that uh the the uh the Castagnoli um you know Okada big spin was just unbelievable to get to see that. I, I think I stood up and clapped whenever they did that. But, you know, in, in terms of in terms of the actual match stuff, that's what I wrote down for the uh, for the match. But the, the Moxley blood was completely appropriate because he got legitimately headbutted by Ishii. And so to me, I was like, if, if he would have, if something would have happened, he fell down and gigged, whatever, but the fact that Ishii laid his coconut right into his skull, to me, that was John Moxley. I didn't, I didn't so even I, know that. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it was it was right off a headbutt. I thought that it fit perfectly well. Um there was the the one thing to not pair everything you said. What I loved about this was that there was the um shield three-person power bomb that was a near fall. And then they did the um, the uh, avalanche like uh, DDT or whatever it was uh, with the other group uh, with the baby face group uh, all together where they sort of echoed one another. I thought that those were clever little spots. Um, 
what I really, really liked about this was that everybody got a chance to shine and nobody would be surprised if we got a singles match between any of the six people that were in this match. I thought that it was laid out perfectly. The Moxley and Ishii stuff was my favorite. The Moxley and Okada stuff was great, but the, uh, the shooter and Okada stuff was the most interesting because those guys are in the same promotion together. And the fact that they are just showing Shooter as literally having this Owen Hardish little brother bad blood, I thought was awesome. And so I'm with you, man. Turn him. Like, just, just turn him. Have him wear black and have him have him just be a, if you want to be an anti-hero, whatever, be it. But yet now's the time. Uh, yeah, I, I had that in... I finally seen an Umino match that at least I can remember. Um, I thought that you know, Tana was hitting the Tanahashi hit the ropes, and then he's the, the way he ran to the ropes was like Cody walking away at that backlash because his legs are so <laughs> stiff. Dude, um, every, I, every every Tanahashi sling blade looked like the way that I would give one of you guys a sling blade. Yeah, like just you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like like all this asclicity in his body is gone. Yep, yep, yep. I um, love that guy I, so much. The I thought that the table throws were awesome by Umino. Um, and and I thought it was really great tag team work uh for the finish. Uh, I thought that you know they all put they they put it all together and all three had a part in the in the final move for the pin, which I liked a lot. Sure. That's the that's the best thing about New Japan finishes, which leads right into the main event, is that typically when you're in a big match, you don't win a match with a stolen move. You win a match with a series of moves. And so they won that match with a series of moves. Do you know what I'm saying? And that, that that's exactly where the Sonata beat um uh Yoda, please help me again. Suji. Yoda, Suji, Yoda, thank Yoda, you. Yoda, that's that's the way that he beat him at the end, man. Is that he needed to string together three moves, or it wasn't going to happen. So, then the end of that match, man. I mean, how 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 much how excited are you to see to see the the this match coming up, dude? Oh yeah, yeah, it's going to be awesome. Dream, it's a dream, only, dream match, well, man. Both and, these guys are, are are just top five in the world. The only thing that breaks my heart about it is that I was hoping we were going to get all of them in a hardcore match. But if we sacrifice that to get uh, Danielson, Okada, whatever, worth it. I mean, that, that, that's worth the price of admissions right there, dude. That, that, that match, that, that I, wrote down, I wrote down that that match has got a chance to be match of the year. Well, we, we have Danielson, Okada, and then we have Omega, Osprey 2 on the same show. Yeah. So already, this is the best show of the year, and it I mean, hasn't look, that, happened yet. And that's coming up quick, man. I mean, we're recording yeah. this on the sixth. That that pay per view is the twenty fifth, and I'm already I'm already freaking climbing the walls, waiting to see it. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, that show's going to be awesome. Okay, so then uh, uh, the the last match here, the the main event, um, champion IWGP champion Sonata versus Yota Suji. Um, and, and like we said earlier, man, like I, I remember this guy as a young lion, but to be completely honest with you, like I haven't seen him work in probably three, four, maybe five years. I mean, I, I forgot this guy even existed and I know, I know he went, you know, went on excursion and he did, he did, you know, all his thing and, and grew his character and all that on excursion. But man, I, I can't remember, 
I, I can't even remember the last time I saw him, but I know it was in the black trunks and the, in the black, in the black boots when he was a young lion. But, you know, and I, the, the other thing I had about just the beginning of the match, um, I sound like a broken record here with this, but man, that belt sucks. That belt looks like shit, dude. I mean, for this, for this being, in my opinion, uh, the the number one promotion in the world when they're on, when they're on their game, they are the best promotion in the world. And that belt looks like shit. And that that really breaks my heart every time every time they come out there with that. Yeah, my my only takeaway for this and, and that, and and I I absolutely agree that belt sucks. It it, it doesn't look good it's it, it they need to re they need to bring the old one back um but yeah to say about suji i don't think i've ever seen this guy before i don't even remember seeing him as a young lion uh but uh call me crazy but i thought he should have won the match i mean yeah dude i mean we, we we're gonna get into that but i mean you know is is his nickname is gene blast is that the best nickname you've ever heard in your life gene blast <laughs> it's pretty great i mean listen man I same as John said, didn't and, and you before didn't know this guy, didn't recognize this guy. Um, the, I knew that they shot an angle at a you know one of the recent shows, heard the name, didn't ring a bell. This dude was awesome, and he's not only was he awesome, he, he, he comes in there, man, and he's built a you know what I written down, so I wasn't able to take notes because my kid kept saying, Dad. That that I played rock, paper, scissors 75 times during this match. So we didn't have a chance to write a lot of things down. But the one thing that I had written down was say that this is Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley with better athletes. Yeah. So like the way that they book the five minute Brock versus Bobby Lashley match where it's big dude, big move, big move, big move, big move finish. This was it, except it's with way better athletes, meaning that they could do things like Spanish flies, moonsault, stuff like that. And it didn't need to be five minutes. It was able to be 20-ish minutes, 17 minutes, whatever that might have been. And I, I literally felt like I was watching one of those Lesnar uh, pay-per-view matches where it was just any of these could be the finish. And I was blown away at that. I yeah. thought that both of these guys showed the entire way out. The fact you started the match with um, Yoda Suji doing the spear. Into the leapfrog. Oh, yeah. Into that leapfrog, dude. Catching Sonata right away. And then later on, he goes for the spear and Sonata hits him with a drop kick. Like, that's that's layering that's really important, man, to be like, uh, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me once. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. the, the, you have a champion that's learning from these things. The fact that uh, Yoda Suji, the first time Sonata went for the um, Shining Wizard, threw up and he blocked the Shining Wizard. Nobody in pro wrestling today blocks the Shining Wizard, and he did. And I thought that that was really important. And then most importantly was, the fact that Kevin Kelly and them, who are the most versed and, um, you know, well-researched uh, wrestling, quote-unquote, wrestling broadcasters that you have today are like every time that Yoda Suji puts his arm around his neck, we don't know what he's going to do. I thought it was a really, really fun layer to this because I didn't know what he was going to do then because every time it was a different move and there was that sequence of big move, big move, big move that he hit where you thought he was going to beat Sonata. Sonata kicks out and then Sonata hit 
his, uh, you know, foire or, uh, you know, barrage of finishers and then beat him at the end. I, I thought this was awesome. Absolutely awesome, man. Like this was, this was awesome. If I didn't see the match before this, this would have been my favorite match of the night. This was my second favorite match of the night only because the, the one previous was so good with such upper echelon talent, but this was great. I, I thought I thought for sure they were taking that belt off of Sonata, dude. And I've I've really come around to him the last couple months, especially with him with his championship run. I love him as champion. I really really like Sonata right now, and I, and I was worried that they were going to take that belt off him all, so quick already. But obviously, you know we're we're setting up Naito and Suji, and I like that a lot. But look, I that dude that dude looks like a freaking superstar, Suji. Looks like a freaking well, superstar, dude. And the, and the, way, you, the way you make a superstar is the way you just said. And and I, I actually I totally agree with the booking here. Was he didn't beat him now. Naito said, screw you. You couldn't do my bidding. Let him beat Naito. Yeah. And then let's see what happens. Is is he still over if he beats Naito? Because if he is. Dude, that guy was maybe, that guy maybe was go so with him. over. He was really over with that crowd. And nobody's seen him work there in five years. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they, that yeah. like that was that was crazy that people were popping for for Suji so much during that match. Yep. Which which lends credence to what we had said before was we know what you're doing by continuously going with Okada versus Jay White, but please do something different. That obviously that's the sentiment of the people that are there too. If if you're going to go that crazy for this main event, which is such a quote unquote nothing mid event. They're ready to, dude. So I, I think that this is all very good. Sure. Baker, you got anything else on that match at the end of the main event? No, I just thought that it was that they, sh- they should have done a title switch, and and that's all. Oh. That's all I got, really. I think it's coming, man. But look, you know, to wrap to wrap all this up, man. That show I thought was excellent. That was an excellent, excellent show that they put on for four and a half hours. I was never bored once. I loved every second of it. And look, the the direction of where they're going with these with these new faces and creating new factions and adding people and that, dude. This is, I think, this is going to be awesome. They're they're going in the right direction, man. I really think they are. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Uh, I thought it was great, and and yeah. But uh, yeah, so thank you for uh, all checking out the first uh, episode of Tooth and Nails. This is going to be uh, something that, you know, Mongoose and Andretti do more frequently. I was hopping on here to get us kicked off. But um, yeah, we got a lot of good stuff coming up. Make sure you check us out on uh, Twitter and Instagram at the underscore Podsky, uh, Facebook, and also YouTube. Make sure you're checking out the YouTube for all the hotshot stuff. You're going to get clips of not only this show, but all the other shows that we're doing. We're going to do many clips on there as well. So if you're seeing those, uh, be sure to check out the full episodes. And uh, yeah, this is, this is awesome. Well, uh, thank you both for hopping on here. And can't wait to see what you both do with the show. Yeah, looking forward to doing a lot of more additional shows and just throwing them up whenever we get the uh, we get time to do it. I know we don't really have like a timeline for when we're going to post the tooth and nail stuff, but I mean, I think it's going to be really fun just to to have the, the option to do a lot more additional work and cover a lot more ground. You know, whenever uh, whenever we're doing the the normal the normal Thursday shows too. Absolutely. So uh, with that, we uh, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time on Tooth and Nails investigate East Carolina.